This is Ghostface, and you're listening to superhero stuff you should know. You better keep listening, or I'll find you and gut you like a fish. Happy holidays! It's December. You know what that means. Time to rewatch Batman Returns. So, this is Ben, the man who knows too much about Batman Returns, and I'm joined by Goose Eggs can be even deadlier. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for that idea. But it's Andrew, everybody. I'm here. It's Christmas time officially. But I don't want to listen to that fucking Mariah Carey song either. No, we're going to ah. listen to Danny Elfman only. And then we got French Flipper Trick with us. That's right. We're going to be listening to Susie and the Banshees. That's true. Uh, face yeah. to face. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to listen to. And yes, French <laughs> Flipper Trick, it's me, Zachary Jackson Brown, excited to talk about one of my favorite Christmas movies, yes. The Man Returns. We have been on this concept art train, and I thought it would be good for us to continue that train with a specific movie this time, Batman Returns. So uh, we're going to dive into the unused Batman Returns concept art, and uh, we'll probably end up doing all the different Batman movies, but I thought we would start here since... Obviously, it's the Christmas time, and it's time to be rewatching this. So that how means dare you go out of order? We'll be yeah. Well, <laughs> it's our show, so we get to do whatever the fuck we want. That's uh, right. But we'll be looking into original character designs, gadget designs, even deleted scenes that only seem to exist in photos and art and storyboards and all that type of stuff. So you're going to see all of that in this show today. So. Uh, I thought the best way to do this, because I thought I put it in different arrangements and stuff. I'm just like, maybe it's just all characters first, Gotham first or whatever. But then I'm just like, you know what? Let's just re-go through the movie, but through <clears throat> the concept art seemed to be the best way to do it. That way you'll get to discover the deleted scenes along the way, the original character designs, all that good shit. So let's get right to it. So uh, we will do our best to recap the visuals for those who are listening in. Uh, as well so let's start so we do have storyboards available of the original scene in the beginning with penguins sort of baby carrier going down into the sewers right down to the the bats creating mm-hmm. the title for batman Returns. so that was obviously something that was mapped out pretty well it's pretty uh, awesome on here yeah so we're looking at all the different things here because obviously they had to storyboard it before they put it into the movie so things like it going through the waterfall in that or being able to see the uh you know the baby carriage through the mouth of that tunnel over there so that's been pretty cool and uh, it finally sort of going down almost that slide that leads into the gotham zoo where penguin is discovered by the literal penguins of arctic world so ben where'd you find these storyboards (laughs) uh these have been found by our research assistant dan uh, on this so these specific ones i'm not sure but a lot of the storyboard stuff were found in different auction websites that's cool so uh we're going to find awesome. a lot of these storyboards not just concept art but also storyboards like this uh and then finally yeah finally the baby carriage making its way towards the penguins now this next stuff that we're going to look at is a few is a bit of a video clip of different things of the production design by Bo Welch. Anton first was not a part of the production on this one. He actually ended up committed su- committing suicide um, before the movie was released uh, for unrelated reasons. He had severe depression, uh, or he was bipolar. I forgot which one. I think he was. You bipolar. might have told me that before, but I totally forgot that. Mm. That's sad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So <laughs> that's also 
part of the reasons why Gotham looks so different in this movie is because it's not Anton first anymore. And also they were not using the Gotham lot at Pinewood Studios anymore. They were shooting mm. in Burbank. They were shooting on the WB lot. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this was done at the studio there instead. So that's why everything looks different. But let's take a look at uh, Bo Welch's um, production design and his team and what they came up with. So many of these come from different artists, some from Tim Flattery, some from Marty Klein. But uh, a lot of the Anton First stuff that we would look at when whenever we dive into the Batman 89 concept art, for Gotham, they were like these really elaborate, very detailed pencil sketches and stuff. And the ones for the Gotham in Batman Returns are a little different. Uh, the one we're looking at now is a little close to the pencil sketch type of thing. looks very much like uh, the sort of 89 Batman Gotham City. We even have something here that says Gotham Power, which alludes to the power plant that's part of the plot of the movie that Max Shrek mm-hmm. is trying to do. Uh, but as we go further, we find that a lot of the concept art for the Gotham is are these sort of beautiful, elaborate paintings and stuff that sort of match the sort of gothic fantasy that's in the movie. So we're looking at one now that uh, has some of the buildings as well as, um, I don't even know what to call these, like these horizontal shoots or something. They're kind of, yeah, the structures there remind me of a lot of um, older mills, even in the south, Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, they are like passageways from uh, one building to the other. So Mm -hmm. almost like textile mills and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of that, and um, I don't even know what this is. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a building with a lot of different, uh, I don't know what to call these. It the, almost looks like it was going to be a power plant or something like that, but it just has a lot of metal uh, yeah, like uh, structures work. like in between yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first glance, I thought this was a photo. This yeah. is all, yeah. almost photorealistic here. This is done by Tim Flattery, who is the one who designed the Batman Forever Batmobile. So he was working on returns before forever. Um, so yeah, this could just be part of Gotham. Could also be, I mean, we never really got to see much of the inside of Max Shrek's power plant because he planned to build it. It wasn't actually built, mm-hmm. but maybe this was sort of an idea of what it could have looked like. Uh, going through, we get uh, you know more of the sort of the grayish looking Gotham City uh, over here, uh, as well as just a little bit of the snow on top of it, which is kind of what made it cool in Batman Returns was seeing, you know, Gotham with snow on the I like this because it it makes it look more open. One of the only, I would say it's not like a negative critique, but one of the things I notice about Batman Returns is that it feels a little bit more claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel quite as open as 89, and that's because I know that it it wasn't like a large set built like a cityscape or Mm -hmm. like a couple blocks of streets. It was like multiple sets so you never quite get a big open feeling and i like seeing this because like i can see some of that familiar architecture from parts of the movie like the rooftop that uh you know Mm -hmm. catwoman and bruce fight on and uh you can actually see the street below and everything is pretty Mm -hmm. cool yeah yeah this is really cool um this next one similar one this looks like it's the glass greenhouse that catwoman falls Mm -hmm. into a little later into the movie um, and then around... Where's the Batman toy store? Wasn't we're, there supposed to be That's on, that's on the ground level. We're gonna, okay. Yeah, that's on the ground okay. level. We're going to actually see photos of that later. That's some knowledge I retained from one of our eps back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that before you told me that. That's, a, yeah. that's another thing, too. If you guys have already experienced those episodes of the Script Deep Dives, those were all audio. We're now looking at the visual versions. So... Um, you guys still get something out of this by getting to re, you know watch the visuals. And if you haven't 
checked out that episode, then check it out and come back here. But either way, uh, you'll get to discover a lot of the stuff that was cut. So this looks like a bird's eye view of Gotham Plaza because we got the Christmas tree down here. And these spires almost kind of look like it's Gotham Cathedral, even though I know, I know it's not. But it almost seems like that to me. Um, and then another shot kind of the plaza with, again, a cathedral-looking building across from that. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And going further, this looks a little bit more 89-ish over here. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got sort of this dirty street with, like, steam coming out of the sewer covers, things like that, dirty cars. It kind of looks like the area that maybe they were considering where Batman lands when he's on the glider. Uh, when he yeah. recovers mm -hmm. and comes back to the Batmobile. So there's a possibility there. Uh, looking through, I can't quite make out what's on this poster in the back, but we've kind of got <laughs> the old school sort of German art type of thing with like giant yeah. pictures of people's faces and the, and the letters, kind of like the Harvey Dent poster in 89. So we have that here. I just It says T-E-L T -E -L, and then T-U-R-E on the bottom as in like future. That's but, what I was thinking, something future. Yeah. Think about the future. So, <laughs> different movie. It uh, looks like a German expressionism, you know? It's, it does, it's yeah. Metropolis, mm -hmm. you know. There's a lot of that, especially the guy turning the crank, right? That yeah. Other shot. <laughs> That's yeah, true, yeah, too. Yeah. This looks like a very snow-capped uh, Gotham City, is what we're looking at here, uh, along with steam as well. This so one very interesting. feels especially gothic. It almost looks like... If every building in the city was like a Dracula castle, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What, it, there, it does That's still true. look somewhat yeah. industrial, but it's the the I guess like ends of the oh. skyscrapers and everything. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh, yeah, so it's it's a really interesting look on all this. I can't even really tell what this building is over here, but it's almost like even more gothic than what we got in the movie over here. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting to take a look at this. Uh, and then the next is the closest that we've got to seeing what's in the movie. We've got Shrek's department store over here, uh, the Christmas tree, and lo and behold, Andrew, I believe that is supposed to be the Batman store right across from Shrek's. Oh, yeah, sure yeah. is. So let's that go That would have been so that. silly if they kept that in. Yes. Do you well, think that, then <laughs> is supposed to be the Gotham City Cathedral from the first movie? It makes me I think it wonder is, that. Even though, even though it doesn't really fit, you know, what we saw of the cathedral in the previous movie. You That's know. true. I was always curious as a kid because you do see it every now and then. It mm -hmm. kind of has like the, just a random cathedral stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could also think that there's like more than one cathedral too in there. Cause like, That's true. Unless they just happen to build Shreks and all this stuff and the Christmas tree and this little bridge here are all between 89 and Returns. You know, I, I guess they had to rebuild parts of it because parts of the street were blown up by Batman and the Batwing. So how, how long do you think, uh, what's the amount of time that takes place between 89 and Returns? You know, Not, it's never it was, said. You know, I would say probably at least a year. Just one year, you think, and they had to do all this? Uh, potentially a year, maybe like... Batman 89 is mainly the anniversary of Gotham, but we don't know the specific month. Some people think it's Halloween, but that's only because of a deleted scene with the kids yeah. dressed up Batman being like, and Vicky thinking it's Halloween, or or that uh, that girl who asks, is it Halloween? But that doesn't mean it actually is during Halloween. Mm -hmm. So, 
maybe this is the Christmas of that year. So it could Shit. maybe take place in the same year, but I think there probably is a little bit more amount of time for that. I think Batman's got to be tired. You I know, know right? He just had to do all this <laughs> stuff in October, and here comes December. Penguin's asses. I don't think sewer. it was just a couple months later. I think it's at least it's about a year, and also gives some time for uh, you know Vicky Vale and Bruce's relationship to develop and then fall apart. I think. Yeah, that's true. In the original script for Sad. The, yeah, in the Daniel Waters script, there was a time where a scene that was cut where Bruce is looking at an ornament, a Christmas ornament that Vicky gave him, and he throws it into the fire. So that implies that last Christmas he spent Shit. it with Vicky. Which means that this is, you know, 89 happened, then he had Christmas with Vicky, then his relationship fell apart the year after, and then this is the Christmas of the other year. He's going to feel bad about throwing that ornament away, you know? He didn't seem to in the script. That was a dick dick move that he'll regret (laughs) later. So, anyway, let's go then into the store that Andrew was talking about. Uh, So, we originally were going to see uh, the credits end in the Batman logo, just like in 89. Except this time, the logo was that was going to fill the frame uh, was going to be the logo of the store. It says, quote, where the Batman logo fills the frame with a portentous soundtrack boom of the Elfman music, of course. A playful salvo of snowballs reverberates against this image as the logo is revealed to be a hanging centerpiece in the window of a Batman merchandising store, along with Batman's sleds, lunchboxes, t-shirts, and ticking clocks. Later on, a fire breather would destroy part of it. It says that he smashes open a big hole in the Batman store display window with his fire rod. He sticks his rod in his mouth and bellows a cloud. Sticks his rod in his mouth. Uh, then bellows a cloud of flame onto the Batman merchandise. So in the movie, this does happen, but not specifically in the Batman merchandising store. I feel like if this did happen, then it would almost seem like Batman was burning him with the afterburner of the Batmobile in revenge for taking out his store, which is weird. <laughs> It's so, just like yeah. they were so, uh, you know, trying. They were, they were, they were really trying to make Batman Returns an actual commercial for yeah. its own merchandise. So I'm glad that they took that out. It would have been too, too much, right? Yeah, and would take you out of it. Yeah, there's also an aspect that Daniel Waters was almost kind of like commenting on the character being used for merchandising and capitalism when, like, that doesn't really fit the movie that it clearly is part of that it just clearly yeah. is trying to sell toys so it seems a little tone deaf on that so i'm kind of glad it wasn't part of it but i didn't realize until a few years ago that they actually built this as part of the set so we're looking mm-hmm. at it right now uh on it it has a giant christmas wreath and uh the batman logo on the yellow oval uh i want to go in there yeah and we actually have images of what's inside so let's take yes. a look inside Damn. Uh, a giant ah. Christmas tree, Batman silhouettes uh, hanging around, uh, a poster in the background. We got some Batman sleds that we're going to take a closer look at in a bit. Uh, moving further, at this point, this is clearly just like other merchandise that they just threw in there. That's like from other comic book stores and stuff. We got a Batman water bottle. We got the 89 Batmobile. We got uh, stickers and stuff or license plates, decals of Batman in the classic blue and gray. Again, I, I don't think this is to comment that this is what Batman would look like in this world. I think that it was just stuff that they put to fill in, uh, you know, for yeah. a shot or they're, something. I they're know. obviously not caring about that kind of thing. This, they just want to. <laughs> they want to. They want to sell. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to sell toys in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and there's you also know? there's a big there's a big uh, piece of evidence of that too that this is not supposed to really be that much in universe, and you'll see in a bit. Um, we got Batman baseball caps. Uh, we got a bat. We got the Batman video game. <laughs> 
Arcade yeah, game. Yeah, it's an arcade game. It <laughs> right looks like it's by Atari, too. That's the Atari yeah. logo on it. Mm-hmm. This this makes me think that it's been more of a year since 89, Ben. I think it's I Batman's so well-established, yeah. and they've had time to make a whole arcade <laughs> a game years. about him yeah. and never, license him, too. Never underestimate the machine that is capitalism, Zach. <laughs> this, could, this is three yeah. months, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's cranked out. Boom. Some Batman clocks up here. Batman umbrellas. That's interesting. <laughs> that could have been used against them by Penguin in the movie. They, they really need to open this store, though. Like <laughs> I know, right? In Burbank, yeah. they need to just have like a specialized store. Like, fuck all the rest of DC. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this as a Superman fan myself, too. Mm-hmm. But just Batman, dude. There's something to be said about being niche. You know I would be you know? there every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this, this is so good, this store, man. There's so, a little Robin figure in there, too. That's the big piece of evidence. So we're looking at a picture mm. inside the store, and there's a Robin figure in here. And I think this is the biggest piece of evidence that this is not meant to be, like, necessarily in-universe merchandise so much because Robin doesn't exist yet in this version. And when he did, it wasn't the traditional Robin that we were looking at. It was going to be Marlon Wayans. And that's clearly not Marlon Wayans. That's just classic Bert, Bert Ward-style Dick Grayson right there. Maybe Robin I mean, already died by the time Batman Returns. <laughs> This is what this is what I what I can imagine what happened. I don't know for sure because I was mm-hmm. a kid when this is happening. I wasn't yeah. on set in Burbank. I was a I was in Alabama at the time. But anyway, <laughs> fucking I think they told the production designer and the set designer or whatever mm-hmm. the production design team make a store. Here's what yeah. it says in the script. So they they did that. They built the entire fucking thing to the best of their ability. That's how much money they have. Mm-hmm. Because 89 is such a huge hit, too. So their budget is yeah. probably humongous. They build this store, and then, like, it's on this lot, obviously. And then, I guess, Burton comes along, and he's like, he finally gets a look at it, and he's like, I don't know. This is this might not work This is for too us. much. Yeah. This is a little <laughs> yeah. too much. We're going to take this out entirely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was obviously, they thought it was going to be in there. But mm-hmm. a final review from Burton, he just gave it the Knicks at the last second. Yeah. This happens a lot, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And as much as I'd love to walk into the store back in 1991, 1992 or so, I think it was the right call. There's just no need oh, yeah. for this to yeah. be in this. There's no need for that sort of capitalism commentary when it doesn't really... Like, if it tied in more to the movie, like, if Shrek was selling Batman stuff and Batman yeah. was resentful <laughs> of that, then, like, that could have tied in more. But this seemed to be unrelated to Shrek at all, is only really here for this opening bit. And later on was used in the script with Batman saying that he kind of hates people who live in Gotham for doing this. So, I don't know. It just didn't really work. Uh, and then... This, uh, well, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Ben. I was going to say, we're looking at the, the window of all the other merchandise, including a giant Batmobile at the top. That's cool. Hell yeah. I was going to say, Ben, this is officially in the uh, novelization, right? That too. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember it carried that. Over from the, yeah, it carried over from the script. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, we're also it was, looking... It was next late in the game, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Like, they were about to shoot, and Burton was like, can we finally get rid of that thing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> really, really, I think it's what, yeah. it's what happened. I'd love to, well, it might not be the most important question I'd ask him, but if, if we ever had an interview with Tim Burton, Ben, mm-hmm. and Zach, we, this, I'd be interesting to ask about that. Maybe, like, our 20th question down the, down the road. My, my prediction is that he's I don't just remember. not going to remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> be like stan lee at all the fucking um panels like Mm -hmm. people ask him really specific questions he's like "Ah, i don't know i can't remember (laughs) he when i went to one panel one time very quick tangent he fucking 
somebody asked him about Avengers, and he was like, "What's the DC version of the Avengers again?" <laughs> and that somebody in the audience was like, uh, "The Justice League." Ah, oh, yeah, the Justice League. <laughs> Uh, it was just I just was thinking like you've been in competition with these guys for like sixty fucking years. <laughs> you don't know the goddamn fucking main thing. I uh, never mm-hmm. mind anyway. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> uh, next is a unique look at concept art for the Batman sled. <laughs> this awesome. is a, a deep dive right here. This was the Batman merchandise that at one point um, you know was going to be sold to a family that we saw on the script. And then later on, um, one of the Red Triangle Circus gang members would take the sled and beat the father with it during the opening. Uh, Damn, part. that's and, fucking brutal. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. So this is a look at the concept art of that sled, which basically is, uh, you know, a Batman symbol on the, uh, I guess, at the top of the sled uh, or whatever with bat wings. It would be cool, you know, if you were a kid who lived in like Colorado or something, where it's like a snowy area and you could go snow, you know, sledding all the time. This would be a great gift for that person. Hell yeah. They should make mm-hmm. these. Well, they did in 1991 or so because that's what's in the window right here next to a Batman suit. They, went, they got so far. <laughs> this this is really, really taken out the last second. Yeah. <laughs> that means somebody, look, there's three of them. There's at least yeah. three of those that exist and maybe mm-hmm. somebody actually has it still. I think so. So let us know in the comments section if you have one. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you at a tech shop. Yeah. If you're one of the effect shops that made that, that's cool. That would be yeah. awesome to know. Mm-hmm. So, it's a pretty good Batman costume, too, for that too. them yeah. selling a replica of a man that they don't have any photographs of. <laughs> that's true. And it also looks like it's specifically the 89 one based off the oh, apps yeah. there. Yeah. So, but that's the other thing. That like That's what I wanted to say. It feels like they made the whole store with very little input from the director of the screenwriter also. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't, they don't know about the Robin too much they probably haven't yeah. read the full script this is the vibe i'm yeah. getting like they you know they're doing their best with like the three sentences from the script that they probably received mm-hmm. they had a bunch of money here make it on the lot you know they, yeah there's other than that it's you know yeah they, they tried their best but there was probably not much communication it was basically set dressing like yeah. I, I picture yeah. that the shot is the uh, exterior of the store that i'm pulling up right here yeah the exterior yeah. of the shore family yeah, walks out father's father's holding the sled that's it you wouldn't really get to see the inside outside of uh sort of what you can see from here just filling it up so that it looks like there's stuff in the store because it would yeah. look weird if you didn't see anything and, th- and so. that all buying all that merch is like the cheapest th- thing that they bought yeah they would just transfer it over this. from the different stores yeah know? this is that was the easiest yeah. merchandising dis- department yeah. so yeah yeah. All right. Well, that was cool. Let's move on to uh, the Red Triangle Circus. <laughs> We're looking at the biker clowns. Uh, I love it. It says biker hell clowns on the bottom here. Who so drew these? That's kind of cool. Um, I don't have names for some of these. So This is cool, though. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. know there's a lot of people on the production team, and we'll put uh, we'll put the specific links where we found everything in the show notes for you guys, if you guys are curious who did what. But there's just too many names to... to um, give out but we'll definitely acknowledge those do you, do you think some of joker's goons like decided to they t- they decided to get up with penguin <laughs> after joker died is like yeah whatever it's a living maybe maybe definitely yeah. it's a living yeah <laughs> <laughs> if they were still alive i guess well those two guys in the helicopter they're probably like whoops yeah, and then just flew off <laughs> <laughs> they're in argentina now man <laughs> At one of those places 
that the, that the Nazis went to. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be a hell of a fucking side story. <laughs> One of those German-speaking towns in we, Argentina. We cut this yeah. weird subplot from Batman Returns to follow those two henchmen that were in the Joker copter. They never this show is, up in Gotham. They're just There's just a subplot with them. Yeah. <laughs> the kids speak German and Spanish, but that's about it. That's where it's weird. So what we're looking at, some of these shots that we're looking at will be photos that I took from the tome that is mm-hmm. the Andrew Farrago and Gina McIntyre Batman, the definitive history of the Dark Knight book from the 80th anniversary. We interviewed uh, Mr. Farrago himself on our show, but some of the concept art in his book, I didn't realize until literally, you know, an hour before this recording, some of that stuff is not online at all. Nope. Maybe some people have scanned it and I just couldn't find those scans, but uh, some of them I was... I was like, these have to be in the episode because a lot of it was stuff that we didn't get to see. So some of it is this stuff where some of the vehicles were a lot more circus-oriented. Hearing that almost makes me a little happy just because it's like, wow, something that's in a book, (laughs) not online. Yeah. Not anymore, Andrew. I know. Now now we (laughs) fucked it up. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a picture of me taking it that's now on a video. They would have to watch to do that. The book is like... 700 pages long i think it'll be fine no one scanned the whole thing well at the publisher yes but it's not online yeah yeah so (laughs) we're looking at uh like the train set was kind of used when they took all the children but this there's like a bunny vehicle a bear vehicle i don't remember that type of stuff uh that's cool i guess it was kind of like yeah i guess it was kind of like to show like oh yeah there was other animals they made other than ducks yeah for the duck mobile (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah uh and then right next to it is uh (laughs) Penguin in like yeah. the arcade Batmobile thing that he used to take over the Batmobile <laughs> later on in the I movie. I love that. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's cool. This is Ooh. gothic concept art of when the bat signal shines in that great visual scene where uh, we see Keaton for the first time. So this is almost like Edward Gorey esque uh, of the of Wayne Manor, just solitary on a hill with all these dead trees around it, which is not <laughs> really how we saw it in the movie, but nope. Jesus Christ, it's gothic, you know? Yeah. And uh, you've got, uh, you know, a very... It's interesting how, like, detailed the mansion is, yet how sparse, like, the rest of the landscape is, just selling this solitary figure, I think. That's an interesting point. I mean, Zach, isn't that a... That's a technique, right, if you want if you want to... Uh, well, A, if you got to draw it quickly, you're only going to do one part of it anyway. Yeah. But, like, B, it's a way to distinguish... Well, what, it's your called fo- emphasis. your focal point. Yeah, emphasis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're, they're emphasizing the like. Well, the main thing that what they want you to see. But I do, I like this view because it does show how far away Gotham City is. I think when you watch the movie, you don't really have any sense geographically of mm-hmm. where Wayne Manor is in relationship to Gotham. But this is kind of cool to like see that it's it's like another separate from the city. Yeah, uh, but it's like kind of looming over everything. But yeah, I do like. Mm-hmm how sparse everything is uh, around it compared to that yeah. very tedious architecture. <laughs> That's cool. We also have looks at the specific spotlights where hey. the bat signal shines in uh, on this. So this looks pretty close to what we saw in the movie of one of the spotlights uh, that shines in. And uh, we also get another shot of this as well, a little bit more detailed on that. Though notice, noticeably in both concept arts, neither one seems to have the bat insignia right that's kind of weird yeah it's weird you know i never noticed the maze if you go back one there's like a maze next to wayne manor the hedge maze Mm. oh shit i I can't remember if that's in the film or not but that's like such a weird detail do you think alfred's out there snipping those 
edges down. Oh, I think I think sure he's the out there. Right. He's he's running away from Jack Nicholson in that maze. <laughs> Keep Joker's frozen corpse out there. <laughs> That's how dark this Batman is. Stephen Just King's like, I hate it. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if the maze is in the movie, but uh, it'll just give us another excuse to rewatch this movie. That's right. Uh, so yeah, that's concept art for it's the signal. It's like a Art Deco meets a little steampunk. If I were yeah. to describe this to our audio-only mm-hmm. listeners, oh yeah, the little uh, projector that shines the bat signal into Wayne Manor. They're yeah, like it looks more steampunky. Each other. This, yeah, more steampunky in this concept art. I think got some gears. Yeah, just gears going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's you take think a look Alfred at some put of the those up stuff. there. Maybe. He think Alfred did. got on a ladder and put him outside Wayne Manor? I mean, 70 <laughs> something I mean, year old Alfred. I'm very old, sir. <laughs> you know, Bryce is working him to damn death. And look, like, that's, <laughs> what would you say to somebody if you paid them to put him up there? Like, oh, what are you putting these up here for, Mr. Wayne? Don't ask any questions. I'm you a know, Batman what? fan. Have you seen that store downtown? It's for my satellite TV. I need to get uh, HBO. That's under Warner Brothers affiliate, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Alfred's like, sir, why can't you just look out the window when you know the signal is up? Why do I have to put these up? I might be sitting alone in the study in the dark and I need this to shine in on me. Do you think it shines in like every window of Wayne Manor? Like, how does it know where he is? You know? That's true. I think <laughs> you he's know? always in that chair just to make sure that... He only sits in that Alfred, chair when great. he's not Batman, or do you think it's shining in, like, the bedroom, the bathroom? Is it shining in, like, every <laughs> it shines window? shines on him when he's on the toilet taking a shower. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's time. It's yeah. Time. <laughs> Gotta wrap this up. <laughs> Alfred, we're on a toilet paper. Then he does a technique from Tibet. He'd learn how to poop faster or something. <laughs> loosen the bowels. Blop! All right, I'm ready. <laughs> so- dun, dun. <laughs> and, and, okay, so now the flush then goes into, like, Penguin's lair. That's the beginning of the movie. That's why. It, like, circles Batman. around, and then it, like, gets dark, and it's like, like the you know, Danny Elfman theme. It splats one of those penguins' eyes. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking guano. Oh. He's more right. Burgess Meredith than our version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the Batman concept art. This is very Burton-esque right here. I don't yes. think it's a serious Batsuit uh, concept art type of thing, but uh, we're looking at basically almost the silhouette of Batman, kind of with the cape out, almost like the glider, but we don't see anything of the body. It's literally just his head on top of the yeah. cape with a bunch of bats next to it. This is uh, like a dream logic kind of nightmare. Yeah, yeah exactly. Night, like a Sin, Sinkevich or somebody would draw this or kind McKean of thing. Of Arkham yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but let's look at some more other concept art that I found from like auction stuff. So this is, looks like an unfinished one. A little, reminds me a little bit of Batman Year One in terms of the yeah. art. Uh, but what's even more interesting than this one is something that ties into our Unmade Batman or Unmade Batsuits episode from last week, which is an all-white suit. That is awesome. We got an That's all-white cool. Batsuit here with yellow eyes and stuff. I don't know like where this would have fit in, maybe in the finale, but I, I mean, he's not really around the snow that much in the finale, but it was kind of just an interesting idea. It's, it's Batman in an all-white suit in what looks like almost like a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. I need to get you those pictures of like 
historical recreations of the white ninja suit. Mm, yeah. So we can compare and contrast. But yeah, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's obviously like we can assume these specks around them are supposed to be snowflakes. So mm-hmm. this, I guess, is a snowsuit. Mm-hmm. If if we're uh, you know, yeah. really thinking about it. <laughs> just yeah, just the idea of him walking around with the elephant music during dun 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 while like the snow falls and stuff. And he's fighting through the storm to get to Penguin would have been really cool. Then go back to the too. one before that. Yep. It's like the same pose. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You can't see his other arm, but I was thinking it was reversed. Yeah, maybe. It's like uh, almost the same yeah. pose. Yeah. Is this just like, up. Is there mm. any time you would sketch in these colors, Zach, and uh, then do the real one in this way? Is that just an early sketch? And oh, it's probably just like it? a yeah. It's probably just like a quick concept art thing. So they didn't spend like a you know they didn't fill in the whole picture or spend a whole lot of time on it. It was just to mm-hmm. kind of capture like a atmosphere a mood mm-hmm. so we yeah, shouldn't draw at, too much of con- too much conclusions from the colors yeah i don't no. think so i think it was just like yeah. you know blue and orange are compliments so we're gonna see ah. how they look well together i yeah for stuff like this i've seen a lot of concept art where it's very um bare bones and kind of like quick you know because it wasn't always something that was going to be developed further so i guess mm-hmm. it just kind of did something really fast yeah so but I this love is a really that cool. all white bat suit. That's yeah, cool. yeah. There's also a possibility of concept art for the merchandise. I could imagine. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. I don't have a lot of background other than finding these on different auction sites. But let's continue on. This is a, from the Farago book, uh, where it looks like different concept designs for when Batman's Batmobile had those things that came out that took down the guys on stilts. Mm-hmm. And we can see one of those ideas was a Batwing-like fan that spread out on both sides that we're looking at the bottom left here. Yeah, do cool. you think it's supposed to be a fan, or do you think it's showing motion lines of like the movement of the bar? It, well, it just says mm. Batwing-like fan spreads oh, it open does, from, doesn't be- it? from beneath sides. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's small for me. <laughs> I couldn't see the text. <laughs> I see what you're thinking, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a possibility. But, I mean, we have different ones here. We have, like what looks like just two straight pulls um, yeah. on some of these others. And then we have one that looks close to what we got in the movie uh, where it's like a pole, but like with like metal like flaps attached to it in a way. So those were used to take down the shin busters. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, we also got the windshield wipers. <laughs> They're a concept art for the windshield wipers on the Batmobile. So important. Wow. Yes. Um, probably Brian Morrison because... would not be pleased <laughs> <laughs> because of the fact that you know there's that shot with the Red Triangle Circus King members who are at the windshield and tried to like shoot it. Yeah. Stuff. So maybe they were mm. they had plans to do stuff with the windshield. Wipers. That's how he was going to clean the blood off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So that's some interesting stuff here. Uh, next, we're going to look at some of the concept art for the Gotham Zoo, the Arctic world where uh, Penguin's hideout is. So. Uh, this is a bit of a storyboard type stuff that kind of shows us what we saw in the movie leading up to the zoo gate. Um, we have concept art here of Arctic World with that giant polar bear at the top. This looks pretty close to what it was in the movie uh, on here. And then we have the inside of it. We got the giant rubber duck. We have those other uh, vehicles we saw earlier with mm-hmm. the rabbit and the bear that aren't really in the movie. Uh, we've got people, we've got circus members, it looks like, inside the cage that was used to, you know, house Max Shrek at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, don't know, really I, know what's going on there. But. I was just going to say, if this is Arctic World, why yeah. is there a rabbit? 
and maybe even the duck. Shouldn't it be like a polar bear and a penguin and like something else, like a sea lion? I feel or, like that's I don't know. crossover from the Red Triangle Circus more so than from Arctic World. Oh, well, that's true. I guess he made them. I mean, I do know this from the from Batman Returns. You can see those ducks hanging outside of the uh, Oh, yeah, that's zoo. true. That's I true. always assumed the zoo, yeah. Penguin just crawled up there and pulled one down to make into mm-hmm. a vehicle. I yeah. I thought that they were like a chairlift ride or something like that that, that, that went around sense, the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Um, so that's true. I guess these are just things they made into vehicles, but he really likes that rubber ducky. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then next we're looking at another shot of it with the big AC generator thing that's used later on to kill uh, Max Shrek. We even see Catwoman at the very top, very oh. teeny tiny version mm-hmm. of her. Um, so this is done again by Tim Flattery who designed the Batman Forever Batmobile. And then we have different designs of the different umbrellas here. So while we mm. still have the traditional, you know, spiral black and uh, black and white one that's used to give Max a splitting headache, I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a bunch of others here that are interesting. There's almost like this one looks like it's got ninja blades on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very top left, uh, we've got another one that looks like a blade comes out of it. Other ones that look like I don't know something dangles from it. There's a whole bunch of different designs on here on this page that are really interesting to look at that yeah that one on the, the bottom right has like little mace like spike balls hanging yeah. from the ends of each one that's kind of awesome <laughs> it is so awesome heavy. though also i'm like i feel like it's more of a danger to penguin than anybody he's yeah, yeah. he just squats he's down and like spins it really fast <laughs> and it knocks everybody down around him but then when they slow down they're coming for him yeah <laughs> He's, I his didn't think hat, this through. <laughs> his top hat is made of steel. He's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just climbs off of it. This other one looks like a like a half pumpkin. Looks like it could be Scarecrow's umbrella. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here you go, Crane. <laughs> you get your own. They are pretty awesome. I like seeing yeah. those different designs. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Moving forward, another one of the Arctic World uh, and stuff. A, kind of a. This is interesting. There's like a more. There's big of a giant cage. In the center, a little bit more of the, uh, I guess, the look of it seeming like it'd be something that you'd see in, in a zoo uh, or polar bear exhibit or something like that. So kind of an interesting early look as well in here. But since we're talking about the penguin hideout, let's talk about the penguin himself. <laughs> well, so this, yep. what we're looking at is art by Tim Burton. And uh, Danny DeVito said that this was one of the first things that Burton showed him. He said, quote, when I met with Tim, he gave me a painting of this little creature on a yellow ball with red and white stripes. The caption is, my name is Jimmy, but my friends call me the hideous penguin boy. So that's kind that of is the, actually, the um, it's actually from like an early Tim Burton illustration book. It's like mm. there's all these children that are deformed or have like weird names so I always think about that whenever I see this picture. I was yeah. like, I wonder if he just thought about that for Oswald or just it was like a random thought in his head. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like the idea of making him even more deformed than what he looked like in the comic and stuff, which I think has come under fire for from fans over the years, but I think people have come to accept that more these days. Right. I mean, let's describe this to the uh, listener here. So mm-hmm. it looks like, God... It's just super simple watercolor. Yeah. And he's just got like a round head, very, you know, it's that like cutesy macabre style yeah. that it's like a baby Burton always one. has. Yeah. And it's like a baby penguin. Yeah. Baby he's just Oswald, like, I should say. Yeah. Baby, yeah. Baby Oswald, but he's got like 
a tuxedo and it looks like an American flag on the in the just background. Just red and white stripes. But it's yeah, just like red and white. Scent. Yeah, or a yeah. Cane. And they're oh yeah, and they're mm-hmm. they're vertical, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's you know if you didn't say this is supposed to be the penguin, you'd never think that it was the penguin for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but as Zach said, I don't know if this is really meant to be like this is the actual design we should go with so much as like this is the a feeling we're trying to evoke. Yeah, kind of like to, a little bit of inspiration. I yeah. think yeah, Burton seems like uh, he he's like this is this is the feeling guy. Yeah, this is the then he lets the feeling people. we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's go into some of the concept art for Penguin over here. <laughs> uh, this looks I pretty like close. I think this is done by yeah. Burton himself. Yep. Uh, on it. it has a style to it. it. Looks pretty close to what we saw in the movie with uh, Penguin's final outfit with that like union suit. His underwear suit that he runs around. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny looking at this now, you know, as a as a grown ass man because I remember seeing mm-hmm. Burton's stuff when I was a kid, and it was like. It it felt like this is the darkest thing imaginable. <laughs> right. I, this is this is like Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marilyn Manson came a little bit later, but but still, and like now it's like it's a cutesy macabre fan. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Going through, we have what looks like designs for Penguin having more of um, a use for the monocle as well as the top hat, which he doesn't usually mm-hmm. wear that much in the movie. He only really has the monocle in that one scene where he's looking through the city hall records, and he's wearing it in the poster, but he's not really using it that much in the movie. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but if they went with our version where he was using it to guard his eyes from Batman's shit coming down from the sewer, then there they would go. have had a purpose for it. So <laughs> It hits the eye without the monocle, though. And it's like, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so these are early designs again. of that uh looking further it looks like this is another one of penguin with the red triangle circus gang uh on there so we got the fat clown the fire breather dude uh a strong, strong man. man yeah uh another clown and uh a guy with a monkey the organ <laughs> organ grinder oh, the organ grinder yeah yeah he still has the beard from the organ grinder guy he just doesn't mm-hmm. have the hat mm. so We've got that. Other looks here. This is from Stan Winston, mm-hmm. uh, who was a part of creating the Penguin. And this looks a little closer to what we got in the movie. Uh, though I don't remember the top hat being paired with this, like, roby-looking thing. At least not to yeah. this extent. That It is in part of it, I think. Maybe, mm-hmm. like... I don't think the coat's think. as pronounced as this. Is what we're looking no, at. No, no. Not as, like, hanging down and everything. Because like he, he, his entire head is almost disappearing into the coat. <laughs> it's this. like they are trying to create the silhouette of an actual like penguin. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, that's true. And everything. Yeah. 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 It's like everything yeah. slopes together. And this true. one on the left looks like he's in like a white coat, which could have been interesting too. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving further, we got more designs. But if you look on the right, we have what looks like more of a likeness of Danny DeVito that they were playing around with, as you could see. But uh, in the center. Even just on the bottom left, you can kind of see it, it looks closer to DeVito just with the prosthetic nose and different, yeah. you know, the balding hair. It doesn't look as different as he does in the movie. So it's really interesting to sort of take a look at that to be like, how far do we go with the prosthetics on this? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So that's cool. And then we kind of get the, the final design here, which is pretty close to what we got with him in the big coat. Uh, the, you know, the striped pants, uh, the umbrella, the top hat, and then the monocle. Basically what he looks like on the poster. Now, that looks like the costume designer, the same guy that did the sketches of, um, I know you've seen a band, like, of the Joker. Um, yeah. 
uh, Ringwood. I, like, yeah, Bob Ringwood. It looks like some mm-hmm. of his like kind of watercolor sketches. I think because this is I, his, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the ones that are in like the trading cards for Batman 89, like that mm-hmm. concept art for Joker, because he's yeah. almost doing like the same pose, but with mm-hmm. a cane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this, is, this is cool to see. So these are the early designs for Penguin on that. Um, next, we're looking at storyboards for our other character of the movie, which is Selena Kyle. This is storyboards of Selena leaving her apartment when she fa- figured out that she uh, forgot the Bruce Wayne file. So this is cool. I don't remember this specific shot, though, where she leaves, closes the door, and we cut to darkness. This is kind of laid out in the storyboard. Mm. I don't think that's how it was in the movie, though. I think she just leaves, it, and then we cut to Shrek's office. Yeah, I think it opens that way whenever she first like comes into her apartment. I think it's yeah, dark, and then it's the a reverse gone. of this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's interesting. Uh, next, we have storyboards of her actual fall, which seem pretty close. It's her falling through the awning with the cat face on this it. This is cool. Is this a different artist, maybe, also for the sequence? Yeah, this is this is a different artist here. Some of these uh, storyboards will be uh, coming from uh, Michael Anthony Jackson, who has a few notable storyboards that we'll go into in the second half uh, on stuff because of what they influence later. But this is pretty much what we got in the movie, I'd say. I lo- I love seeing storyboards, man, because like mm-hmm. whenever I make my stuff, I try to storyboard the entire thing. And mm-hmm. generally, they only storyboard certain sequences for big movies. But I've heard that James Gunn storyboards the whole fucking movie. Yeah, I think also. Snyder does too. Yeah. Snyder does as well. Yeah, I mean, just pay the guy and try to see the movie before you make the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it, it makes sense. You're spending too much money and time otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> So Selena falls thanks to Max Shrek, and uh, there is a deleted scene in the script, but also in the comic book adaptation. Mm-hmm. So uh, Max's son Chip actually catches his father killing or believing he killed Selena, and Max tries to cover it up, being like, "It was terrible. I leaned over and accidentally knocked her out." And Chip covers for him, saying, "Quote: She jumped. She's been depressed. Boyfriend trouble. Stress." Basically, like he agrees to be part of his dad's deal. It would have mm-hmm. given Chip a bigger role, but Chip is like the least important character of this entire movie, so I don't really care about this <laughs> yeah. in the movie. But Time it's to go it's down and greet the masses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still surprised they never put Shrek in, in the comics ever again, or not that much, right? He's. I think he's so tied to Christopher Walken, it'd be so weird to see him without Walken's likeness unless Walken signed off on it. Yeah, you know. just I don't know. I mean, make him walking esque, but <laughs> and then people would read him, read it as walking anyway. But you're just reading it, you know. I don't know. I just it's just. Yeah. You think they could at least mention him at some point? I mean, obviously yeah. he's it's mentioned in '89, like Batman '89, the comic. Yeah, like Shrek's department store, and then like the you see like Selena's paper has the like cat logo on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he's ever like even mentioned in mainstream comics as a character. No, he's not. And what's also weird, I could not find any concept art for Max Shrek. Weird. There's nothing okay. on him. There's no, I couldn't find any costume designs on him, nothing. It was, it was as if he just sort of just appeared. He was just he in the scripts? He's in the early scripts or no? I mean, he's, he in, he's in the scripts. Yeah, he's in yeah. the scripts, but he, he's, he, there's no like concept art of him. The only, the only visuals I have of Mark, Max Shrek in uh, today's episode are from the comic adaptation, but I don't have hmm. him in any of the concept art. There's no concept art, no character designs, nothing I could find. On Interesting. So the script just probably said he's a guy in a tux or a suit. And <laughs> yeah, that's and it, I guess. They huh? kind of made him look like the inventor dude from Metropolis with the you know with the hair <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, right, right, right. 
Let's go further. So, um, Selena obviously survives and goes home and becomes Catwoman. So, we're going to take a look at some early Catwoman designs in a bit. So, oh, I'm going to call this Bob Kane's 10 plus Catwoman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let us now describe for the listener. I'll let you, let you handle this one, though, Zach. Okay. Well, this is definitely a little bit closer to a dominatrix than most people would believe considering mm. a lot of people think that the return suit is kind of kinky but so this is cat a catwoman an image of her from about the waist up she's a catwoman mask goes over her nose kind of like the early designs i've seen of that makeup too or the when are you going to get mask. to the most important part okay, i'm getting there <laughs> he's going okay, to right, she's she's okay. got a dracula collar around her neck There's and no it's kind of kind of buckled right at her uh clavicle and then the suit that she's wearing opens up and goes down to her bodice, uh, which she is bursting out of. So she has like kind of a corset on and uh, her nips are seen just <laughs> barely peeking out over the top. And she's got a black spot on there. I don't know if that's a tattoo or a mole on one booby. So this that's is literally a, half a nipple popping out. The guy was probably like, it's supposed to be. Supposed to be PG thirteen, right? <laughs> I can see Michelle Pfeiffer looking at this and being like, "No, uh, no." Yeah, no <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> this here today. <laughs> we we yeah. saw this. Dan and I saw this. I'm like, we have to put this in the episode. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is a we're going to get a PG thirteen rating now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what Bob Kane wanted in the uh, the Return of Batman. Treatment. This is actually Bob Kane's sketch that he submitted for uh, <laughs> Catwoman. <laughs> I got a ten plus concept for a ten plus bra. I actually do wonder if he originally if they originally had Catwoman with hair because it looks like there's like white out around her head almost. Maybe yeah, right some white yeah. Out there. What is that? The, yeah, and the cowl itself somewhat remind i mean without the without the whiskers but the cow itself kind of reminds me of uh holly berry catwoman a little bit yeah mm. no, no, but no, doesn't no, it look it's like also a revealing costume probably doesn't it look like some of that unused catwoman cowl have you ever seen that that uh jose sculpted that's like got a <laughs> nose on it and it like goes down further uh we will be looking at that in a bit ah okay yeah i'll wait but, yeah, then, it does but... it does cover the nose a lot of the designs covered the nose until um they found that it was tough for the actress to breathe in why it. did so... they do that it's like the other guy what what were we looking at the unmade bat suits for the unmade justice league and they're like well let's uncover batman's nose which has <laughs> never been done in the history of comics and now they're trying to cover up catwoman's nose which i guess is it was only covered up in like the first costume for catwoman right where she actually had like a cat face well she had yeah she, her entire face was covered in that instance. yeah yeah but obviously <laughs> they, they decided this is not the way to go and so the stitched up version of the catwoman suit was born from there yeah. and i gotta say this is kind of the only interpretation where i like that version you know i don't think it fits any other version of catwoman i'm kind of glad it wasn't something that got adapted into the comics i think it it belongs to the pfeiffer version and the pfeiffer one alone, yeah to me personally this so, has got to uh, be Burton's sketches here. This right? looks oh, like yeah. Burton's sketch uh, of it, where it's it's pretty much, uh, you know, a, a Tim Burton sketch of what we got in the movie of the white stitches on the black costume and stuff. Man, um, that was such a stellar performance. It from is, Pfeiffer. yeah. yeah. That, I agree with Ben, though, with that costume being so unique to the movie. In my mm-hmm. head as a kid, I just thought, like, this is what Catwoman always looks like. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that was my yeah. first introduction to the character 
you know, yeah. along with the animated series. And I, I like the gray outfit on there too, but I just always assumed like, oh yeah, Catwoman is a black costume with white stitches. It just seemed like it fits so well, but yeah, it is kind of weird to think about like any other version yeah. having that, that kind of texture on the costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have other versions of the uh, costume getting more and more torn up as the movie goes along. You know, when she has her fights with Batman, there's some rips mm-hmm. in the stitches and then she's just really torn up at the end on it. Which is also why, like, I give Joe Quinones, uh, you know, a lot of slack for having a sort of redesigned Catwoman mm-hmm. in Batman 89, where it's like, it's still Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's got some uh, aspects of the Jim Balant Catwoman with, like, the purple, you know, the leggings and the high, Yeah, it's, like, modified a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just like, her costume was pretty fucked up at the end of the movie. Naturally, she would have something, but it's good that they stuck with the overall, uh, you know, design of the stitching. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more here in terms of comparing it with the suit from the movie. Pretty close, I'd say. Uh, and then the more torn up version from the movie with... Uh, <laughs> this one looks like she would have had more... Like one eye hole in the mask would have been fine. The other one would have been mm-hmm. just like ripped apart on this version. Uh, which isn't really what we got in the movie. Also, her belly's exposed in this early version of this. Uh, she's Half just more boob. fucked up this. <laughs> That's yep. true, yeah. The breasticle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's another shot here of uh, the Catwoman suit with longer ears, which is interesting. Uh, but let's look into the one that Zach was talking about. So this this is one of the earliest sculpts of the Catwoman uh, cowl, but uh, the one we were specifically talking about was the one where the nose yeah. was covered. So we're looking at this one here, where the nose and the bit of, you know under the nose is covered, and this apparently was sculpted not for Michelle Pfeiffer, but for the original actress who was cast as Catwoman. It was originally going to be Annette Bening playing mm-hmm. Catwoman in Batman Returns. However, she got pregnant, thanks to Warren Beatty, uh, <laughs> and so uh, she was replaced by Michelle Pfeiffer on this, and who knows how that would have gone, but Michelle Pfeiffer obviously became iconic for her performance in this, mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird how, at least in the first three Batman movies of the Warner Brothers reign, uh, the lead actors was almost always replaced. You know, Sean Young was it replaced weird, by Kim yeah. Basinger, and then Rene Russo was replaced by Nicole Kidman. So in Batman Forever, so it's sort of weird how that uh, sort of became a tradition. Uh, but uh, we're looking at this version of it, and it looks just—it looks weird. Like it looks like she almost has like a mustache type of like a bushy cat mustache type of thing underneath. It just does not look yeah, good Yeah, it's kind of like a muzzle over her mouth and under the nose. It is, uh... Yeah. It's just not flattering either. And to me, no. like, the other one looks a little bit more realistic as far as, like, Selena made it herself. Because yeah, it's just kind of like the little, like, mask and cowl. So, mm-hmm. it's just a little too far as far as the cat face goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just keep seeing mustache. I'm just like, this does not look I keep seeing one. Wolverine, like the original Wolverine <laughs> mask or something. It's just oh, weird. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here see, it is. That looks uh, so strange. Black. Yeah, it just doesn't really work. They just hadn't so. figured it out. You know, we're, again, like we talked about this in the other one, like we've seen the mm-hmm. end product. Yeah. But for them to get there, you know, they they obviously hadn't seen the end product yet. So, yeah, yeah it just takes, takes some engineering. Yeah, it's a cool well, Elseworlds idea mm-hmm. to like see this, but I feel like she just would talk like she couldn't breathe through her nose all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bithel, yeah, Bithletoe can be deadlier if you eat it. <laughs> uh, also notice the stitching has not been colored white yet. <laughs> yeah. She's the one with the horse voice in this movie. Not yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I'm Catwoman. 
now, now here it is colored in with the white stitching on it. But overall, glad we got what we got, which has kind of been the overall theme so far on what we've seen. So they got close. They got close to this, but they, yeah, they definitely Very were close, like, this, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's cut out that nose there. Yeah. I wonder who made just, that call. I wonder good. if it was Jose or what. Yeah, or it might have been Burton himself just being like, eh, <laughs> doesn't look good. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out. But in the meantime, uh, that's what we got for Catwoman and, uh, yeah, more of the black stitching. And uh, we'll find out more after the break. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Welcome back, and we're going to continue experiencing Batman Returns in a way you've never experienced it before, through concept art. But first, a quick tangent. Uh, We want (laughs) to talk a little bit about the white suit Batman and its connections to uh, the white-suited ninjas. I couldn't let it go. (laughs) (laughs) So during the break, literally found these images and wanted to share them. So um, this is obviously historical uh, reconstruction there was nobody with a fucking camera on ninja <laughs> missions in, in the snow back when it was actually happening. But this is, uh, you know, this is the white ninja suit in obviously very snowy area of Japan. So, I mean, Japan's very mountainous. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, they're probably in some mountainous region here. And um, just, yeah, this is when you have to blend in. So we said this in the past, in an episode just before this, right? Where uh, I thought it'd be cool yeah. if Batman were to copy mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like in a third act where we're leading towards the snow, some snowy area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, like Tibet. If this, was this in Batman and Robin or in Tibet yeah. if it's, you know, against someone else. Yeah. And then um, it's like a reveal of like, holy fuck, is that a white bat suit? You know, that would be, <laughs> that'd be stellar because it would really make yeah. sense in this situation. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple more photos of the historical yep. recreation. This one is using a fucking icicle. <laughs> <laughs> to fucking kill somebody, dude. The the, mm-hmm. the, the most efficient weapon there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess they weren't worried about fingerprints, but you could use this today, everybody, if you didn't want yeah, to leave fingerprints true. behind. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, this is the uh, snow ninja. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Got another shot here. Yeah, uh, jumping shot. Yep. And then. Oh, it's so badass. One. These yeah. white, I think there's like white, there's like today, there's like white ghillie suits today, right? And like sniper type of suits. So. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept brought over, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, this is awesome. Could have been, maybe could have been in Batman Returns. I don't know. I don't have a lot of information on that concept art, but uh, we didn't really get a chance to dive that much into this in previous episodes on Batman and Ninjas or on the unmade bat suits. So, we thought yeah. we might as well cover it now. It sure as hell would have made Batman and Robin better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I think that would've been really cool. I know it's yeah. supposed to be like a suit that's better for the Arctic conditions, so it's got silver to help. It would've made insulate it would've made more sense if it was this. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you saw him like sneak up on Mister Freeze or something, and it was actually like a uh, snowy area. So that's yeah, that would be, be kind of cool. cool. Mm-hmm. 
let's so let's continue on with the uh, Batman Returns dive here. So we're looking at concept art for the rubber ducky on top of the, uh, <laughs> the little apparatus thing that allows him to go up from the sewer up into the ground level. And Does stuff. not make so. sense. <laughs> I don't know. I I love the concept, like the little mm-hmm. like elevator lift, but mm-hmm. there's I don't understand how the duck goes up to the manhole and penguin is like. It, the physics just don't add up. <laughs> the top of the duck's head would hit the top of the sewer ceiling before this is penguin not realistic gets enough into the for manhole. <laughs> like penguin goes up, like he is raised up into the manhole to like this is what you have issues with degree, <laughs> and then he steps out. Like no, no, no. How, you the see, they go? got the little elevator on the bottom of the duck. There's the little There's elevator little inside elevator the, in duck. the duck. <laughs> And it raises him up. You just didn't see that part, man. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Now, now, if I saw a penguin like climbing up out of the manhole with the baby, I'd be like, okay, it got him up to the top, and then he gets out. But it, it lifts him like the whole way. Yeah, that always bothered me. But if he uses his upper body strength or what little there is to try to get him that extra bit. <laughs> now he opens up baby. the umbrella and he fucking oh, Shit, <laughs> just has a baby. waits for a draft to pull him up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what if he used that helicopter umbrella coming out of there? That's why he's got the umbrella. He's raising the umbrella in this concept art. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah gives man. me the extra extra push at the end. Yeah, uh, dude. But I, I do love the Duckmobile. It is like yeah. one of my favorite vehicles of any Batman movie. It is so also, bizarre. The great line that DeVito says, into the duck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just never going to hear that in any other movie. Yeah, yeah like true. why is it not a penguin? Why is it a duck? <laughs> but it's, it's just like works so well floating mm-hmm. around in the water. I remember as a kid, when you find out that it's like a vehicle, like a yeah. it has wheels on the bottom, just being like, oh, like he actually goes up the stairs. It's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, you just see those. Reveal. The yeah. second wheels. car I care about. Yeah, that's right. It's the Batmobile and the damn Penguin Ducky. <laughs> it's fucking duck. There's more concept art that we're looking at of the duck. Unfortunately, it does not show any of the uh, elevator platform that Andrew was talking about. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume it was there. It was there, yes. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, let's talk about the Batcave for a little bit. So we're looking at concept art of the Batcave. It, uh, we would have seen uh, kind of a different look of it than what we're seeing in the movie. So here we're just kind of looking at an overall shot of it with different stairs um, leading to bits and pieces, which I think is kind of like what it was in the movie. This kind of looks mm-hmm. like there's a Batwing right here. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. But something's there. That's, something's there. It's it's tough to tell because it's so damn dark in the concept art. But let's take a look at some other stuff, which is the concept art for the Bat Computer. Now, this is different from the movie because it has... Yeah. I don't even want to count how many monitors. But uh, it's got a shit ton of monitors as opposed to um, in the movie where it didn't seem like it was that extensive. But it seems like an extension of... Um, 89. In 89, except the monitors, instead of all being connected, all of them are sort of being hanging from the ceiling... Like a bat, kind of like the bat fleck bat cave where everything's hanging yeah. from uh, the ceiling on that. So. It's like on a mobile. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Again, this just sort of feels like they paid several, several different concept designers yeah. and they gave them some descriptions and just to have a vision board. Because they didn't have Google image search also at this time, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. So it's just like Burton can kind of wrap his head around like, uh, not this one, maybe elements of this one, then that one, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah, that kind of mix of this and that one, and then that's going to be ours. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah, what's yeah. happening, you know? Yeah, we can even see sort of the, the vault where the bat suit is uh, over here. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, then, I don't know. The, the different screens 
look a little less bat cavey to me and more like the riddler looking at stuff in the Arkham yeah it games. does yeah <laughs> so i'm kind of glad they didn't go with this one necessarily uh and then more a little bit more stuff of the bat cave uh bruce wayne's chair even art. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, for the ergonomics yeah he bought it at the bat store <laughs> <laughs> Might as well take it. Can't beat of him. This. Join it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good products there. Uh, and then we got Wayne Manor. Again, Wayne Manor was changed from what we got in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got this kind of cool look of this sort of this arch under the stairs, which I don't think is in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's some like yeah. big statue thing of wings by the staircase. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then the cathedral like yeah. window on the side. Uh, that's a big ass cool. fireplace and a big ass fireplace which is what did make it into the movie mm-hmm. yeah i feel like there is only that one isn't there just the one interior shot of wayne manor or maybe two i feel like there's like you don't see very much of it uh, yeah i feel like it's the study where he gets hit with a bat signal and then it's this other room the living the fireplace. room the, yeah, the, den, room, the yeah. fireplace and the tv and that's also the same place where I think it's the same place where Alfred's putting up the Christmas ornaments. Yeah, where, do you, is that scene where the aquarium is and the Iron Maiden is that in the study? Oh. I think that's right. Yeah, that's it probably, it's probably is because it's dark in the other shot. Here. Yeah, it's probably over here. Um, we see what looks like it could be a library over here on the other side of the uh, the arch. Yeah. So that could be where that was. Moving further, we got another deleted scene where <laughs> Bruce Wayne goes to Max Schreck's uh, for his appointment. Uh, only to find that Max is looking out the window and Selena's body was not found. So Max hmm. uh, speculates that maybe she was devoured by stray reindeer and stuff. And then when Bruce enters, Max lies that uh, people threw bricks at the windows, but Bruce is just like, no, no glass on the inside. Showing mm. a little bit of that detective aspect. This cat's so close to Felix, I, I know. Noticing, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, this scene was definitely shot. Because there's always this promo pic that goes around of Christopher Walken's Max Shrek looking out a broken window, but at that daytime. was never shown. Yeah, at daytime, but not shown in the movie. So I'm pretty sure the scene was shot in some capacity, and I guess they decided mm. to to cut it, which is unfortunate considering uh, it would have showcased a little bit of Michael Keaton's Batman's uh, intelligence, even if he is breaking character. Walken's mm-hmm. so good at portraying an evil dude. Like he's not evil. Yeah. It's not quite this evil most of the time, right? Am I missing mm-hmm. something? Like he's He's arguably the biggest villain of the movie. Yeah, right. I mean he's I don't know, just a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's good at it. He's Must good. be why yeah. he gets paid <laughs> he the did, big bucks. He did play the headless horseman. That was pretty evil. Yeah, well, that's true. That mm-hmm. is true. Even if he just uh, screamed. <laughs> so we're looking at Something that's very unique. This comes from the Burton's Gotham Instagram page. This is apparently Bruce Wayne's business card with the Wayne Industries logo. Before we would have seen Wayne Enterprises in Batman oh. Forever and the Nolan movies and stuff. Uh, it says Wayne Industries on it. Apparently his phone number is 555-8500, which is obviously a fake number. 555 is the prefix for all the fake numbers in the movies. Um, and then Wayne Industries has its own logo, which is kind of underwhelming considering what we've seen later. But it's just a WI. Um across a black background, but it's kind of cool to see because Wayne Industries or any sort of his company is not really mentioned in the Burton movies. Right. And you've, you've shown me something I've never seen before. So <laughs> hats off to you. I didn't know this existed. That's the point of our show. <laughs> I, it's superhero stuff I should know, and now I do know. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is amazing to me to see, yeah. like, 
Yeah, otherwise mm. you just assume that Bruce Wayne is just like a reclusive millionaire and that's it. Yeah. There's no yeah. like so enterprises actually... or industries yeah, to be spoken true. of. Yeah. yeah. This would have earned it a spot on the wiki page of the Wayne Inter- Enterprises uh, mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Are the Batman returns as I'm passing a business card that says this. Are the Nolan movies the the first ones to have them in like board meetings and shit? Uh, Batman Forever. Oh yeah, that's well, right. really have a board yeah. meeting in that, but it's the first time that showed his company. That's in right. Forever. Yeah, he was actually involved really in it. Meeting. Yeah. Right. That was so, a great little bit of uh, Nolan humor with uh, him asleep mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> the board. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great touch. It's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is a cool look at uh, Bruce's business card and what we could have seen of Wayne Industries. But uh, yeah, moving further, we got Cobblepot for Mayor uh, posters <laughs> here. These are cool. This is pretty cool. He's art. got, uh, it says Gotham's Defender, Oswald Cobblepot in one photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's another one with that says on his umbrella, "He's got you covered" on the umbrella. <laughs> and Does on the one of them say, uh, of "Hope for Gotham." I have a question, Ben. Does one yes. of them say "Poontang" on them anywhere? No, it does not. <laughs> oh, okay. Poontang right. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> and then we've got another one of him raising his arm with uh, a banner that says "Vote" all over the place on. So these are these are on all his umbrella. Unlimited yeah. Poontang. <laughs> That's my what first, say my at the first That's promise what yeah. as mayor. <laughs> my platform. To myself. Yes. God, I can't believe that was a fucking line, dude. <laughs> it's unbelievable. In a Batman movie. Yeah. In a fucking Batman movie. You can tell that uh, Denny O'Neill in the comic book adaptation is deliberately censoring it because he says uh, he just says women <laughs> instead. He doesn't say <laughs> unlimited poontang. Unlimited poontang. I swear Burton was like. Back. <laughs> Burton he says, probably imagine like as mayor, you'll have the ear of the media, women, and that's all it says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> oh, Way to make the man. line a lot less memorable. Yeah, I mean, it is something to be said about, like, that line really catches you off guard, but it's still kind of, it's funny. It is funny. Also, it's, it's also that that's Penguin's motivation. Yeah, like Pen- yes. he doesn't want to be mayor until he until sways tells him. him that. He wants to get laid. That's it. But that's a realistic-ass <laughs> motivation, dude. Two things. Uh, I never knew he was saying that as a kid because he kind of whispers oh, yeah. it. Yes. And I never, I was never watching it as a kid with captions on or anything. I didn't know what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I assume penguins at least get with like some of these circus people, don't you think? Poodle lady or <laughs> something like that. I mean, yeah, but that's they limited, do, Zach. They, Those they are the ones. Follow, they are his followers. I mean, are they like, <laughs> is he taking advantage of them or what? I don't know. I just, oh, his, man. his penguin is kind of, you know, perverted and foul. You've no thought about intended. this before, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Several times, I think. Well, maybe a, a couple times before, but I'm just like, you know, <laughs> who is sleeping with Penguin? I gotta, I gotta ask that question. Stay up at night, dude. We'll do that next week for next this, week's episode. Somebody please make the meme of Zach sleeping and then yeah. his wife on the side being like... I bet like, he's thinking about other women. But he's thinking about other women. Cut to you thinking about this Penguin shit. <laughs> Who's pay- who's sleeping with Danny DeVito's penguin? <laughs> Did he die a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> the most oh, tragic part man. of Batman Returns. Oh man, thirty-three year old virgin. Man, <laughs> I mean, he knows some the women French must have liked the they must have liked the bile gush mouth somewhere, right? Yeah, you know, Somebody, people have all kinds of fetishes. Yeah. 
There's yeah. a pot. There's a lid for every pot, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> the comic adaptation has a couple other uh, deleted scenes. One where uh, this is while the Red Triangle Circus gang has started doing their crime spree. And so the fat clown is telling him that a teller machine exploded, the ice rink was torched, and now the 12th Precinct reports offensive graffiti and a pharmacy heist. I'm sorry, and the what clown, Ben? This is the fat clown. <laughs> that is what he's hey, named. That, that is what he's called, mean the, uh, okay? Overweight, <laughs> slightly... Husky clown. Yeah. What is the word? Port? That Portly. That is literally his name in the movie. Portly yeah, clown. clown and skinny clown or thin clown. <laughs> Piero is uh is what it is in Spanish, so the portly Piero. <laughs> I'm going with well, that. Penguin talks about how he loves to get his flippers dirty, which ties <laughs> into what Zach was thinking about. Uh, <laughs> mm. Also talks about eating someone's pet, and then uh, he starts to sit down and talks about action must be balanced with discretion because he, I guess he's still he's putting in the monocle in this image, and I guess he's still writing down the names of the list of the firstborn of Gotham. So he's still thinking of doing that right now. And uh, in the meantime, Catwoman looks out and says, an orgy of sex and violence? Count me in, Miss Kitty. And she's about to do her own crime spree. And this is before she blows up Shrek's department store. So this was kind of like a calm before the storm type of scene that did not make it into the movie. Where's the sex? It's all violence in Batman Returns. You know? Well, I don't know. The violence is sexy to her in this version. I guess so. And then Penguin says, you gotta bring protection. Then he gives her a fucking um, umbrella. Umbrella. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, the, Oswald, biggest that's the biggest parasol I've ever seen. seen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on. Oh, man. He's fighting three Batman. Batman versus Batman. Mm-hmm. So, in one of the original drafts for Daniel Waters' script, uh, Penguin's goons would have dressed up as Batman. And the real Batman would have had to fight against them. And it was only a, a year or two ago where I discovered Jorge Luis Garcia Lopez's concept mm-hmm. art for that. I don't know if this was going to be used for merchandise or whatever, but it looks pretty cool. It's Keaton's Batman versus three shadowy Batman coming at yeah, him. Yeah, so. this would have been cool. They were trying to do this cool forever, scene. right? The first time we really did see this was like the Dark Knight with the Joker. Yeah. with the, yeah. You know, that, that's, that jump scare basically, right? Oh yeah, yeah. In that the, scene, with, with yeah, the guys yeah, at the they, beginning uh, and everything. Oh, and they, the hockey pad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. they wanted this in in the the sequel for Batman Returns. They wanted some sort of Batman copycat thing, which is kind of kind of awesome. Been brought back in the Batman '89 comic, and so when people are just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're just doing Dark Knight," I'm just like, "Oh, you don't know your history then," because historically they wanted to do it for the sequel. Sam Ham want Sam Ham wanted to do it. Daniel Waters tried it with this version of it, so. It's always been a part of it. It just never really got to be shown on screen until The Dark Knight. So we got another shot here with him. Well, it looks like he's using the uh, the programmable battering uh, mm-hmm. on the three Batman in this shot here. So that's pretty cool on it. Uh, let's go into that battering. So yes, that battering is programmable, but there was going to be another aspect to that that we can see here. There would have been holes inside the battering that he would have put his fingers through to use as brass knuckles. Good That's God. what it looks like in this flattery uh, image. That's kind of uh, cool. It is cool. I don't know how that necessarily would have worked because it, it's got such a pointy end. It looks like he's just going to stab people's eyes yeah. out of that thing. It might have yeah. <laughs> been better if it was reversed, so he's punching yeah. him with the broad yeah. side. Uh, yeah. At least, I mean, yes, it'd be deadlier the other way, <laughs> but that's not his, not his M.O. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the Keaton version, but yes. 
It looks it looks like the one without the wings on it is a is a one of those nineties PDAs. Remember that? <laughs> Personal digital assistant. Yep. The palm you know, pilot. Look what I did to the PDA. My palm pilot, yes. Oh my <laughs> palm, god. My deadly palm pilot. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh but we ended up getting the design we got. Uh, but uh, yeah, here it is still with the holes in it. So that's kind of cool. I think. Hmm. It's a cool idea, but didn't make it to the movie. Now we're looking at storyboards um, from the previous uh, artist I mentioned earlier uh, who did the storyboards of Selena Falling. So this is also by Michael Anthony Jackson. And these images might look familiar. We're looking at Selena leaping across rooftops, another one of, of Selena about to jump off a rooftop, another one of Batman looking over the city on the corner of the building, and another one of uh, Catwoman jumping down about to confront Batman. Zach, have you seen these images before? It looks like either year one or the long Halloween or something like that. You know, oh, I looked into I mean, I have one. seen these storyboards before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I was trying to think but, but what I mean, they reminded me of. Uh, I have an idea. The Batman 89 comic. Hey. Joe Quinones actually used these storyboards That's cool. to base some of the images in his comic panels. This is such a deep dive. I did not even discover it in time for the video essay last time. So I have to put this stuff into the next video essay on issue four. Because I missed that shit. Uh, but him grow. <laughs> thanks to this, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks. To, I'm learning every day. So thanks to thanks to this episode, uh, we get to see that this pose was copied uh, by Quinones uh, as a tribute to Michael Anthony Jackson. But we also got this image of Catwoman mm-hmm. about to leap off the rooftop, also by Michael Anthony Jackson for the storyboard. Mind you, these shots were not in the movie either. So this is a hell of a deep cut that Quinones is uh, referencing here. And then kind of the images, image of Batman looking out at the, you know, the tip of the corner of a building in a way. It's, it's not as, uh, you know, direct of a reference mm-hmm. in this shot we're looking at here, but it's close enough to one. And it's been in a scene that has all the other stuff that it's pretty much it's pretty much it. So uh, I'll be adding those back into the 89 coverage when uh, the next issue comes out, whenever the hell that is. So uh, I thought that was cool on that. Awesome. It's cool. This is a shot of the vault where all the bat suits are held. Now, supposedly, this is concept art for the Batman Returns video game, uh, hmm. from what I found in the auction. But it does look pretty close to the general idea of the one in the movie, except it wasn't hung up like this. This looks like like three different mannequins that hold different bat suits, as opposed to the movie where they're like all on different hangers and there's different parts yeah. that he has to take. So this is kind of an early design of that type of stuff. That's cool. Moving further, uh, we're getting we're getting into the sequence of the time where Penguin takes over the Batmobile. So we got the <laughs> Batmobile crashing into the fire hydrant. We got Batman trying to take back control. Uh, the Batmobile explodes out of an alley in this storyboard. Uh, we've got another one where he uh, kind of destroys a banner that says Merry Christmas. Shameful. Um, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is interesting. This looks like the inside of the RV where Penguin is doing his stuff and trying to take over the Batmobile. Um, so some of the stuff didn't quite make it into the movie in terms of certain shots, but the overall idea is still there of him trying to uh, take it over uh, and Batman fighting for control over it. He opens up a panel in this shot right here that we're looking at in the storyboards so that he can take back control. Um, <laughs> it says reverse parentheses i don't believe this as in batman's thought process at the moment <laughs> when he's trying to that's cool trying to take back control so that's cool 
uh, and then it looks like he's finally able to get back control of the Batmobile. We just have uh, some shots of the wheels here, uh, and uh, it says machine guns appear. He can't control the guns, so Penguin's still... Okay, well, that's interesting. Actually, I didn't catch that the first time I put this in. Huh. Yeah, it says Batman can't control the guns. That's not in the movie, um, but that would have been deadly uh, yes. on it. Uh, yeah, so the Batmobile is firing around thanks to Penguin, so that would have made things deadlier if Penguin ended up killing anybody with the Batmobile. Well, look, he was trying Batman. to shoot Batman. He's oh, got yeah, that gun it. spinning around back towards oh, him. Oh, it points toward him. Oh, yeah, and it point, yeah, it says Batman ducks instinctively. God damn it, why did I install 360-degree <laughs> yeah. turning turrets on this fucking car? And maybe he used them earlier in the movie to shoot off those guys that were on his windshield, then he had to wipe off the blood. <laughs> yeah, Again, true. why would I together. ever need to point it towards the canopy? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to turn the power off in this shot here, uh, and then it looks like Penguin's at the keyboard constantly, negating all of Batman's moves. So this would this looks like a more intense sequence than what we got yeah. in the movie, actually, where like there's more of a uh, cat and mouse game between the two of them. Batman tries to do something, Penguin does something else, all this sorts of stuff. This does not seem to—I don't remember this type of stuff specifically in the script, so that's why I'm a little more thrown off by the storyboards because I'm like, wait, I don't remember this uh, on these things. But they're trying new shit of like, what if this happened or what if that happened? I guess uh, it is like the, the big screen. action piece of the film, like one of the mm-hmm. big action pieces with the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it even has a shoot pop out from the back mm. of the Batmobile in uh. this shot here. You have to turn the afterburner off. Yeah. <laughs> it burns the damn Whoops. Thing. Uh, God and then we're damn looking it. at concept of when the Batmobile turns into the Bat Missile, which is cool uh, on here. And here's another shot yeah. of the Bat Missile itself. Damn. That's beautiful. Uh, that's how he got away. And it looks like it's got gold wheels in this version. I love yeah, that's that. Cool. So yeah, that's this pretty is, cool. This is pretty awesome. Now, as you guys might remember, from the script deep dive in the Daniel Waters script, in order to get back control of the Batmobile, he had to turn to an orphan kid who worked as a mechanic, who, of course, was going to be Marlon Wayans' Robin at that time. Um, Robin himself would not have had, really, the Robin suit. Uh, if it was the Marlon Wayans one, he would have just had a mechanic outfit with the R on it. We have not been able to find any real concept art. The closest we've got is the Joe Quinones art for the Batman 89 comic that's just kind of referencing that script. However... I do have the closest that we've got to the concept art of Robin for Batman Returns. But don't hold your breath in terms of a great look at him because he's kind of a stick figure. <laughs> so oh, if you squint your eyes on this, these are storyboards I found on Facebook. He uh, forgive shaft. me, I don't remember the source. But uh, it says Batman plus kid, because he was called the kid in the script. A Batman plus kid silhouetted against oncoming lights. And then the next shot was Penguin and the gang step out of the Peggy. light. <laughs> various quick cuts of the fight to be choreographed during the fight batman sees and then the next shot is the kid move uh the kid uh, more than holding his own looks like he's doing a, a judo throw on a guy yeah it's cool and uh bat- bat- batman and the future robin end up fighting penguin and the gang this type of scene isn't really in the daniel waters draft either there is a part where they do encounter the red triangle circus gang but penguin's not with them so i'm not really sure what version this is from but um, yeah, unfortunately, there's just, you don't really get a good look at Robin in this at all. He's just kind of a regular guy yeah. in this. But it's the closest that we've got. Forgive me, I don't know. I don't remember the specific source. I did find this on, I think it's the Michael Keaton's Batman Facebook group on it. But um, for all we know, that maybe this could even be some fan storyboard type of stuff. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, if it's not, then this is the closest we've got to Marlon Wayne's Robin at that time. So <laughs> it's a cool shot. 
next we've got a deleted scene from the Shrek's department store Christmas party, the Max Scarade Ball, uh, <laughs> where he, he gives kind of a uh, he gives a speech that ends with him saying "Shake your booties," which I wish that they filmed so I could hear Christopher Walken. Shake your booties. <laughs> Here I'm going to read it as, as Christopher Go Walken. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, Let me. Yeah. I'm just going to blow this up a little bit so I can yeah. see it. <clears throat> Attention, shoppers. Like this splendid department store, Gotham City can quickly bounce back from the tumult of the past few days. So, deck the halls and shake your booties. <laughs> Max Shrek, everybody. We've recreated a scene from Batman Returns you, you didn't even know was around. Exactly. Exclusively <laughs> from superhero stuff you should know. Indeed, yes. Thank you, Zach. So uh, this is the, this is of course the mostly the famous scene where Bruce and Selina discover each other's identities. Do they have those pocket watches at uh, this department store or what? You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! From Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta shake Cross your over. booty to get the watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so, my uh, father. <laughs> during during the scene where Bruce and Selina dance, we would have also had to see. Of Gordon and Alfred, Gordon was really not in enough of this movie, but no. Gordon and Alfred have uh, a commentary on this where uh, Gordon calls them a darling couple, and Alfred says, yes, made for each other. So, uh, <laughs> nice little small moment there. Yeah. Also, Alfred would have been at the party, which I don't think we really saw in the movie either. I can't imagine him being there, to be, there. to be honest. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird to sort of picture that. But it would have been kind of cool to see Alfred and Gordon have a scene because Pat Hingle and Michael Goff were like the mainstays of uh, this franchise. Mm -hmm. and so they didn't really have um, they didn't really have screen time together, I don't think. Like in Batman Forever, when Gordon drops off Dick Grayson, he leaves before Alfred comes in. So. Yeah, Alfred's inside and he's outside. Yeah, I don't think they are ever on screen together. Which is a shame, considering that they're the only two actors in all four movies. So uh, this would have given them something. I don't know if they shot this. There's no pictures I could find, but this is the closest we've got, is in the comic adaptation. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so Penguin arrives, takes Max Shrek, and what's not in the movie is that he wants to make sure no one follows, so he has the penguins inside launch their rockets so that uh, <laughs> it explodes part of the party <laughs> and people run away. So That would have been uh, awesome. That would have been him covering his tracks. And then in the script, as well as the comic adaptation, we would have seen a montage of the Red Triangle Circus members actually kidnapping the children. Horrific. Across Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> Which They're you can totally clowns. tell. That would be yeah. so cool, actually. Like, you can hear be... the Elfman music. Yeah, this would be so oh, scary yeah, the and children's cool. children's hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just come for each one. You've got this kid brushing his teeth. Another, like, there's, like, a baby sleeping in a crib. You've got another kid just watching Santa Claus on TV before this other clown is about to take him. Um, we've got them passing children out the windows to each other. It's pretty it's pretty elaborate. It would have been terrifying. I could see Warner Brothers being like, look, in this movie with all Let's this dial it back. stuff. <laughs> Let's dial it back by just cutting this scene out. So this artwork is from the comic that put the whole unused scripts into well, the new 89 comic? No, 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 no. This is the, the comic book adaptation. adaptation of Batman Returns. 
So this is oh, oh uh, yeah, okay. they, they used to do this uh, back in the day, but they would have a comic book adaptation of the movie where they would just turn the movie into a comic. And you know, originally as a kid, I was just like, well, what's the point of that? Like, I'm just watching the movie. And then mm-hmm. what gave them popularity is the fact that you have scenes that didn't make it into the movie. Oh yeah, because the they they probably yeah. make it from an early script as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or at least the final like pre-final cut like one of the one of the later cuts because they have to like get this out and they're trying to time the comic yeah. around the time of the release of the movie so sometimes that's how like novelizations still have some stuff that's deleted scenes in there because right, right, they're right. working from an earlier version of the movie so um, because of the fact the comic book adaptation has scenes that are in the script that just didn't get brought to life on film this is the closest we're going to get to seeing them on there so that's why those are there but yeah this is not really Concept art specifically, but I gave it a pass because I mean, look, oh, yeah. we're going into all sorts of deleted shit anyway in this, so right, right, right. We might as yeah, well. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, we're about to dive into the deepest of dives in Batman Returns, which is all the different concept art designs for the Penguin. <laughs> Penguins. Army. I mean, yeah. if you're doing Batman Returns, though, you got it. You have to do this. <laughs> so this is important. We this have is important few, stuff right here. <laughs> we have a few designs of uh, the gear that the penguins wear on the, you know, the helmets that they wear in order for Penguin to control them. And some of the stuff that we're about to look at is pretty close to what we saw in the movie, but I we see it. other stuff like this. So we have a cha- <laughs> got a chainsaw wielding <laughs> penguin. It's great. He looks like he's got a leather face type of mask on. Yeah. The artist is <laughs> having a good time with this one. <laughs> And he, <laughs> he's got he's wearing a mechanism on his chest that spurts out this chainsaw. I don't know where the fuck this was going to fit into the movie because it's not like the penguins. The penguins just have to launch rockets. They don't have to kill people with saws. But this is I kind of I would love to see him like waddle into like a little old lady's apartment for this buzzing <laughs> with like the gr- maybe the gremlins music playing behind him. <laughs> they come in with those clowns that are kidnapping children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It would have been dark, but you know Burton's the only one who could have pulled that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So looking more, we got another one of a, of a punching I of love a this boxing glove coming out of his chest. <laughs> and he looks like he's wearing a Hawaiian he's shirt. Wearing almost a Hawaiian shirt, but he's got punching boxing punching gloves uh, designs all over it. It's yeah. red. It's a white shirt with uh, boxing gloves all over it. It's weird. The box that the punching glove is coming out of is like blue. With kind of like tiger stripes painted on it, but a deep navy blue. It's a yeah, that's true. It's a weird look going on there, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we have. At first, I thought this penguin was raising his flippers, but he's no. actually wearing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're wearing. I don't even know how to the fuck to describe this. Grenade different launchers. From the rockets. This could be grenade launchers that are on like around where their shoulders would be. <laughs> uh, this penguin specifically has grenades across his waist. <laughs> I don't know how he's gonna grab them. I don't yeah, know. Don't his flippers don't work that well. Well, why would like, being realistic with this? I anyway? should have thought this through. <laughs> I feel like these penguins would have been better for like the movie Hook. I feel like mm-hmm. the kid, the Lost Boys at the end, they have all these weird fucking little like gadgets on, and that yeah. one of him with the, it, it's like he's got tacks or something and two glass bulbs on his shoulders. Yeah, and pipes they are shooting from going his shoulders. Down. Yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah. me of Hook. It's like one kid has that, but they're marbles or something like that to fight the pirates. Yeah. That is, like, mm-hmm. such a weird idea. Yeah, this to me implies that maybe they had other possibilities to work with the Penguin Army outside of just launching the rockets, but I don't know. It's it's hilarious, but also I'm just yes. like, it's it was pushing it enough to have the Penguins with the rockets on them. To have this would have just been a whole other level. Yeah. 
Do you think uh, Penguin himself put all those rockets on all of them, or the Red Triangle maybe. gang helped? No, we, the gang does it, man. <laughs> the Come gang on. helped. Well, when <laughs> this, did... penguin, this penguin already... has extra on his flipper. Penguin's too Look. busy having sex with uh, Poodle Lady. No. He can't be dealing Look. with that shit. So look, think about it. The Red Triangle Circus Gang is out kidnapping the kids. Batman's already blown up one of them uh, <laughs> earlier, the strongman guy. They're all mm-hmm. out there getting the kids. They're on the train. Batman stops them. I'm assuming he arrests them or That's does what true. he does. Poodle Lady's the only and then one who's... He yeah, sends the monkey. Him. He sends the monkey back with a note to Penguin. <laughs> After that, then Penguin has this little, you know speech to the penguin army about what they're going to do next so that means was this a, a plan he already though. had was this a backup <laughs> plan how long did it take him to get all the gear on the penguins and get all this shit ready to go we're not supposed to think about this sack <laughs> i am <laughs> you, you gave us so much thought had, dude he also has some gang members because remember he sees all of them abandoned him so there's still some gang members yeah left there's over. a couple so of acrobats or something flipping yeah, around the acrobats yeah. put this on yeah I, I only asked because I drew a picture of it one time. I drew a picture of the penguin <laughs> sitting there with like a screwdriver, putting the, together the little backpack. <laughs> really? You should. You should yeah, post yeah. that. Dun, 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 I gotta dun, find dun, it. It's dun, in like an old dun, sketchbook dun. or something. I just remember thinking, like, how did this work? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Looking at this penguin right now, it looks like the one in the movie, except he's got like little mini missiles strapped to his flippers, and you don't know how the hell he's supposed to use them. Uh, no, gonna... no idea. But this is fa- no fairly close. We're this getting, is close. We're yeah. getting close to the yeah. screen one. So it's like he's got like a metal-looking vest. He's got <laughs> yeah. like these three dart-looking mini missile-looking things mm-hmm. on his flipper. He's got a uh, like a metal cap on with an antenna <laughs> and <laughs> a little, like movie, a little yeah. uh, spy thing or uh, what do you yeah. want to call like it? He gets a monocle. A mo- yeah. yeah, he got yes. the monocle too. And yeah. that'd be cool if they all had monocles, just like their master. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, they're, they're like, oh, we have perfect vision. What are you doing? Oh, it, looks, it looks cool. <laughs> and the coup de grace is he got the fucking uh, ri- red and white striped uh, missile ass. rocket thing on the back. Huge, on his yeah. back. Yeah. Candy cane yeah. missile. Candy cane missile, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, and then this is pretty close too. It's like a flamethrower like, penguin. Well, yeah, he's got a flamethrower type of thing. Actually, that's different. That's awesome. Yeah, this is from Stan Winston's. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I like so these little costumes. Some... Yeah, they all have yeah. little. And some of them don't have just gear on for the listeners at home. Some of them, like we talked about, those like Hawaiian shirts. They have like little <laughs> yeah. outfits on too, like clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This one seems to have pretty like old school, elaborate like circus stripes. And stuff so yeah that's cool. like a little beetlejuice penguin mix mm-hmm. up yeah, there with yeah. the coat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh dan also provided us with some behind the scenes looked at the mm-hmm. uh penguins because obviously the ones that were strapped out with the rockets were not real uh on it but they looked pretty realistic uh on it thanks to the stan winston workshop so we're looking this at is, early designs here this is really cool so just as a really side thing, the mm-hmm. Legacy, now you probably heard, if you've ever watched Marvel behind the scenes, Legacy does all the mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. Yeah. And Legacy is Stan Winston's legacy. So mm-hmm. in a sense, That's it's cool. a Stan Winston still going on in a way, but just, just mm-hmm. under another name. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was master at all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. The animatronics yeah. on, the, on the Penguins are pretty top notch because it's like it's it's you know logically that they can't be real but they just look feel and feel so realistic mm-hmm. and stuff 
Yeah, so. that getting that waddle down without making them fall down yeah. must have been tough. Is but oh, but they had a little person they, in it. Yeah, some of them were actually like little people and yeah. costumes with animatronic heads. Yeah. Some of them were real penguins that were trained, and some of them were <laughs> really like animatronic ones that were like for close-up shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, none of the ones where the missiles are going off are real, but like <laughs> when you see so, them yeah. running through the town, like. A lot of those close-up shots, they're real penguins, but then they have, like, kind of early CGI for the faraway shots where it's, like, the penguins mm-hmm. are uh, converging in Central Plaza, and you see, like, all of them standing <laughs> around, like, a lot of those are CGI, but, yeah, it was a big mixture okay. of all these different ones. 1992 yeah. CG. Yeah. That's right. A little bit more of the making of it. So this you can see cool. what Zach was talking about. you got the penguin head at the top, and then you've got the, per- mm-hmm. the person inside their head. Uh, right underneath it's it's so cool for me because i take these kind of photos now for my job yeah that's true. like these Mm -hmm. effect shop photos so it's like is there gonna be like a future podcast there will be 20 years from now (laughs) using my fucking shit thunderwolfdrew.com by the way everybody (laughs) good plug i think it's i think it's very likely that there will be slide it in a little bit more of them playing with the animatronics, as we can see here mm-hmm. on it. But at this point, like it, it's tough to tell that it's even like a fake one, you know, on it. So those are the Penguin Army. Let's go into cool. the Bat Ski Boat is what yeah. we got. So we're looking at early designs of the Bat Ski Boat right here. This one looks, this one, when I first saw it, it looked almost like the Batwing. I'm just like, there wasn't going to be another Batwing in this, but I realized it was supposed to be the mm-hmm. Bat Ski Boat. So this looks slightly different. It looks... It looks almost a little bit more plane-like, honestly, like a plane. Yeah. Um, on it, it's got wings uh, and everything, and uh, I don't know. There's almost sort of like a shark-like vibe to it too. Yeah. Bro, I'm now thinking the bat wing gets shot down in Tibet, and he has to blow the wings <laughs> off. It turns into <laughs> it turns into this bat ski boat thingy. Then he gets out mm, to reveal slime. the white bat suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh shit. That looks Warner good. Brother shot. Warner yeah. Brothers should pay us for this shit. They should be our <laughs> page, should, Patreon yeah. patron. <laughs> ben, what did it say uh on the last one? Next yeah. to the tire tread? What does it say there? Dual something? Uh I can't really make dual it. Dual treads. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, okay. Is, yeah, dual treads, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, I was like, "How is it a boat when it's got this like tank tread tires on the back?" But uh, the next mm. one does look like the actual Batsky boat. Yeah. 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 So this is a little closer, but yeah, almost, it still kind of looks like a plane to me from this angle. But naturally, when we get to this shot here in the sewer, which is what we're looking at, uh, it looks a little closer to what we got. So we got the the wings kind of mm-hmm. sliding on the floor of the of the sewer tunnel. Uh, and so this is a great shot over here. This is cool. How do you think he got it in the sewer? <laughs> Poodle the lady helps him out whenever she <laughs> wasn't being banged out by penguin. I, I asked this because there's like I think there's I think it's a game for Batman Returns, like a a board game. But I swear it had. Or, oh really? Maybe it's a racing thing with the Batski boat and like the. Mm. Uh, penguins duck mobile but i swear the artwork has them like racing across like a frozen pond or lake or something like that oh that would be i gotta cool. see if i can find it but yeah i mm. always think about that i was like was he how did he get the bat ski boat there <laughs> there but, should yeah. be a, ba- a dc vehicles racing game you know oh, yeah is, yeah again 
Warner Brothers, you gotta just hire us. I mean, this, the, the <laughs> ideas are, are coming out just so easy today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, like all the Batmobiles, whatever the fuck, green, you know, Green Arrow fucking Duck drives. The uh, Aeromobile. Aero Aeromobile. <laughs> all every vehicle. It's gonna be mostly Batmobiles. Let's be honest. But yeah, any other DC and like be a kind of a fun, like not like wacky racers. Maybe not like that silly, but mm -hmm. you know, it could be on the silly side. Yeah, be, be a cool game. Those yeah, McDonald's so. toys of cars. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Catwoman and her little Catmobile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the tail waving. <laughs> or wagging, I should say. It would make some sense, but like, or just have the Flash racing. <laughs> In a car? <laughs> In a car. Just to slow him down. I don't He's, know. Like, no, it's a Flintstones car, so he can move his feet <laughs> to power it. <laughs> Still faster than all. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect, dude. Oh my god, man. That's great. That's great. You, Warner Brothers, heed our calls. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? If a, if this game comes out in two years, you know where you heard it first, later, everybody. You know what I mean? Like Let's a go into multiverses spinoff instead of a platform I fighter. I'd it's a racing game. Multiverses. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got the inside of the console of the bat ski boat, so that's cool. Very steampunkish. Yeah, yeah. Here, uh, this is by Jock Ray. Here, so similar stuff uh, to what we've seen before. You also see sort of the radar of the different penguins <laughs> right here. It looks like um, it could be in Heavy Metal magazine as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. So that kind of uh, we have a little bit more, a little bit more of a souped up. This is almost uh, one of the ones we're looking at. Almost looks a little bit Nolan-esque tank-like. Uh, yeah. To me. Manta Ray. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a very different take on it by, uh, I mean, it looks top right. It looks like these are by Tim Flattery instead of the ones we've been looking at. Um, but uh, yeah, these look much like, this would have just taken up the whole tunnel. I don't think he would have been able to move in this one. Yep. <laughs> He'd been scraping the penguins along the wall there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take them out. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep rewriting like a more R-rated version. <laughs> We got penguin sleeping with a poodle lady, so he doesn't die a virgin. We got Bruce Wayne shitting on penguin's eye, and we've got this scraping of the penguin. Yes, <laughs> dude, this is Along the with Texas Chainsaw Penguin. The red letter cut for for returns, whatever you call it, red box red or whatever. Book the poontang cut. Poontang unlimited poontang cut. Release the unlimited poontang cut. Start the uh, hashtag, please. This time you get to see the poontang. People are gonna oh be like, what's, what's what's that cut? <laughs> It's poodle. All right, so poodle we're looking at the last design of the Batsky boat that I think is most interesting because of something that it says. Uh, so this kind of looks like what you would expect a kind of a ski boat thing to look like. We've got skis in the front. However, we got this little turret area here, and it says Robin stands here. Oh, cool. I'll be damned. So Robin was going to be on the Bat ski boat. With, it looks like Batman's in the cockpit in the front, and Robin's at the top inside of this thing that's... Um, I don't know, shooting out weapons and projectiles. He's exposed and stuff. to the sewer air out there. <laughs> yeah, no. It's going to have a Isn't lot of <laughs> sewer mosquitoes just getting his fucking grill. Damn it, Bruce. <laughs> it looks a lot less bat like than the other designs. Yeah. 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 But it is interesting because I'm just like, mm -hmm. shit, like, this is how. This is another take on how Robin could have been part of the finale. Because yeah. he is a part of it in the script, but he's not on the Bat Ski Boat. I don't remember. In the, I don't think he is in the Daniel Waters draft. So it's interesting they're playing around with that idea. This just it. looks like it could be like a Toxic Avenger yeah. sewer sewer shark or, su you know, sewer vehicle. Sewer surfer. Yeah. Sewer yeah. surfer, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, that was fascinating to me. Like, this is another reason why, like, before we started recording, I'm like, I have to add in all these pictures I took from the Farago book because we couldn't mm-hmm. find this on the internet. I, I forgot about seeing this in here until I relooked again and saw, like, oh, shit, there would have been Robin on the thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we got more looks of Arctic World, including the Bat Ski Boat, a bigger version of the Bat Ski Boat, arriving mm-hmm. at Arctic World uh, over here. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and then we've got a shot here of another take on Arctic World. So you guys might remember in the Daniel Waters draft, Arctic World would have been also part of like this abandoned fairground. Mm-hmm. We have a Ferris wheel here. We got this big roller coaster that's all around it. And that's where Penguin and Batman were going to fight in uh, the Daniel Waters draft. It's on the so water, the too. We got to seeing that. Yeah, that too. So and very like different. A, it reminds me of Claw Island from Batman Forever a little bit. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of, it kind of reminds me too of the fairground from The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. A little bit with a big roller coaster. Yeah. So there's that aspect too. But yeah, another another flattery design that unfortunately didn't make it to the movie. It would have been, been cool, cool to see uh, Batman and Penguin fighting on the roller coaster on like a duck or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that would have been awesome, but didn't make it. Uh, speaking of the duck, there's the duck getting yeah. taken out by the bat ski boat and Penguin just crawling his ass out uh, on here. Still with the top cool. hat on. Yep, so, kept it on. Still, that's cool. The yep. top hat has to stay on. Uh, and then we get to the ending where we have a deleted scene or last deleted scene where, uh, you know, Batman has defeated Penguin and Catwoman. Batman apparently has cleared his name because the bat signal is shining. Mm-hmm. And Gordon asks, think you'll ever forgive us? You know, do you think Batman will ever forgive us to the mayor? And the mayor is like, probably not, but he'll always help us is what he says. Now, to me, this is weird because I'm just like, shouldn't it be the opposite <laughs> in terms of the character? Shouldn't the mayor be like... Do you think yeah. that will forgive us? And Gordon being like, you know, he'll always be there to help us. Yeah, and it's almost like... like they mixed it up or something by accident. Or is it supposed to be like he's, they want Batman to forgive them for bla- falsely blaming Batman? Yeah, yeah, because of the fact Penguin framed him. And so Gotham thought that Batman was a criminal. And so I think there's like, do you think he'll forgive us for uh, turning on him? That type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the script, it's, it's the same exchange between Gordon and the mayor. The mayor's the one who says, you know, you know, he'll always be there to help us. And I always thought that was weird. Like, you yeah, just reverse he's it. not going to be around. It, he's not going to be around by Batman forever. So what does he care? These <laughs> <laughs> mayors sure just come and forever. go all the time. Yeah. <laughs> mayors come and go. So, uh, <laughs> Blue buds tie are easy. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, one more thing I wanted to show you guys. This is apparently by Bob Kane. And this is Penguin on his like little helicopter umbrella thing, shooting his machine gun umbrella at Michael Keaton's Batman on the rooftops of Gotham. Um, however, it might not also be by Bob Kane because Bob Kane was notoriously using ghost artists. So who knows who <laughs> did this? I do like the artwork itself. I will say that yes. I've seen this one before. I do enjoy it. This... So maybe Bob Kane didn't do this. Is what you're saying? <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> did he ever color as well, or is he just a what do you call a penciler or whatever? It's hard to tell uh, because we don't know how much he did versus like someone else. Yeah, right. Is it you know anywhere in keeping with his previous style, or did he evolve uh, his style I, to I, this? Like, it looks uh, pretty modern for a guy that was drawing when, in the forties, right? Yeah. When I see there is like a special feature, I think it's on the Batman eighty nine uh, mm-hmm. special edition DVDs, but when it shows him drawing. Mm-hmm. He's doing a really close-up drawing of, like, Batman's face 
and mm-hmm. Joker's face, and they look almost um, almost like Dick Sprang or something. They don't look quite mm-hmm. like his original style, but it's like he's doing it with a, a thick like chisel tip Sharpie. Well, that's all mm-hmm. I've ever seen him do. Okay. And I, I've seen him standing next to pictures of his paintings, but uh, that's that the only totally time I've ever seen him draw. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. So okay. uh, that is that is it when it comes to the different concept art. This this Bob Kane one isn't technically concept art, but uh, you know I included it just because of the the whole trivia factor of it. But uh, that's what we got. Did you guys have a favorite among the concept art that we looked at? Oh, Starting with, uh, Zach. Zach, you go. I need to remember. Ooh. Let's see some slides gotta... while he's figure while he's <laughs> thinking. I know. I got to think go about to all this stuff too. Um... We saw so much today. <laughs> I know. We saw Batman Returns in a way that we've never seen before. So let's take a look. So I'll say that, number one, my favorite thing I saw was that Wayne Industries card because I had never seen that before. So that was something Mm. legitimately that I did not know. Uh, But I think out of all this stuff that I think is really cool to look at, I do like that Catwoman mask with a nose on it. I really like seeing that because it's just, it's so interesting to me to see like what, could have been with just such a simple change so yeah Mm -hmm. i think that was that's kind of cool but definitely that card the business card is pretty cool yeah how about you andrew oh yeah i mean the bat sled i could have seen i I didn't grow up in a (laughs) snowy area at all but Mm -hmm. i would have loved to taken a sled ride down that thing (laughs) that's true um (laughs) but uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like I I do like Burton's sketches. I mm-hmm. think it's like even if you'd never <laughs> and that Catwoman with the nips <laughs> out. <laughs> but like, if, if you had never shown somebody, if you had just seen Burton's movies, and then mm-hmm. you showed them the sketches for the first time, I feel like you'd kind of get it already, like in, instinctively. Mm-hmm. Like he just has has his style, you know, all to yeah. his own. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just thinking about all the uh, Batman racing games we could have. Mm-hmm. WB, <laughs> WB Wacky Racers. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I liked, I liked it all. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my, I'm always a fan of all the like unused stuff, which is why you know I think a lot of our audience likes their stuff too. Uh, to me, some of the most shocking stuff is the stuff involving Robin just because of how rare it is. You know, mm-hmm. just that storyboard with him in it kind of is just like, oh, shit. Or like the, the, the bat ski boat having that part on there just for him kind of just shows that like they were still playing around with it. Uh, mm-hmm. In some way, I wish there was more, and maybe there there is. We just haven't uh, uncovered it. Uh, but uh, that's some of my favorite stuff uh, on there, as well as uh, some of the original uh, like design stuff that didn't make it, like the brass knuckles battering. That would have been cool. But ultimately, I think um, some of the deleted scenes. I'm like, eh, I'm fine with it not being in the movie. Some of the designs. Uh, <laughs> Buzzsaw Penguin. I do love. I forgot about I love that. Chainsaw. Yeah, I do, I do love Buzzsaw Penguin. But yeah, that, uh, that is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, this is not like a. Um, it's not like a Schumacher cut, Snyder cut situation. I don't think where it's just like, oh, like what we could have had. I'm just like, yeah, what we could have had was cool, but not so essential that it would have mm-hmm. made that much of a better movie. It only feels kind of cool because of the fact that we've grown up with this movie and have mm-hmm. like seen it so many times that something different 
kind of stands out, but it's not really needed. We don't need the Batman store. We don't need the brass knuckle battering. We don't need Robin. This is how good Burton was, right? Like, it seems like Mm -hmm. we got pretty much the best decisions from all the possible decisions that could have been made from judging from the artwork and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, the store was taken out for one... Mm-hmm. No sleds, you know, like they took out, <laughs> but the, the, the buzzsaw penguin's funny, but it's probably a little much, you know? So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. we got like, probably got the best version. Cause sometimes it's like, you know, why didn't they fucking leave that in there? You know, but yeah, other times, uh, yeah, you can see why they, t- why they took, <laughs> why they took it out, man. Yeah. Well, that is the unused Batman Returns concept art. And that is superhero stuff you should know. All right. First off, thank you very much. Uh, whoa. We're looking what are you doing? Not include. What am I doing? Oh, I'm going back. Man, we have another, more unused. Another, <laughs> Welcome to the third another. part of uh, this episode, everybody. <laughs> another look at Penguin going through the records. Kind of Swish it up on you. Yeah. So that's the reward for all you guys who actually stick around. That's right. Listen to the comments and stuff, and don't just exit immediately. <laughs> Probably a, a lot of people are like, "Thanks again, Andrew, Ben, and Zach." Right, <laughs> right when that <laughs> pops up. Gonna start talking about a bark box and shit. So yeah, yeah on to Sword and Scale or some <laughs> other podcast. All right, so uh, you never know. Every now and then we might have something after, but that is superhero uh, stuff you should know. Just yeah. keep you on your toes. I think we just create, accidentally created a new tradition. Yeah, over here. there you go. <laughs> So big thanks to our research assistant, Dan, who really just pulled out all the stops and trying to get us as much shit as possible. I added some things, but he added a majority of this type of stuff. Uh, So big thanks to you, Dan, for that. And he's a big reason why we've got this episode. Uh, Moving on. In the theme of what we were talking about, uh, one of our subscribers, Peter Tennant, had a comment about the unmade Batmobiles on film and TV, commenting on the one that was supposedly developed by Bob Kane. Peter said, quote, Bob didn't draw that ghost artist. You know what? I don't disagree. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right there, Pete. <laughs> 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 no argument from this podcast. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank you for your comment. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Oliver Emerald says, guys, it would be fantastic to see a video in which you talk about all of Batman's gadgets. Oh. It's a vast subject. Let's rank them. Wow. Uh, we could rank them. We can go into the unused stuff, like the battering that was could have been Brass Knuckles battering in Batman mm. Returns. We got a whole bunch of other stuff that was in, um, you know, the unmade scripts. So I got to dive deep into that. Nobody's really done an episode specifically on, like, the unmade bat gadgets, but that could be cool mm-hmm. on that. So I think it's a great or idea. Or just ranking Oliver. some of the top gadgets. That too. Also. Or ranking uh, battering designs. But, oh, that'd be cool. And, like, the shield from... Batman 66. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'd like to see more <laughs> yeah. Bat Shield. You yes, know, I always yes. thought that was cool. All right. I think we just came up with like five different episodes. Man, we got this comment along. So thank many. You, Oliver. <laughs> thank, thank you, Oliver. <laughs> uh, and then the last one comes from Mr. Eli Mack on uh, the What If Hulk was made in the 90s. Uh, this was a great deep dive on a movie I've only heard about and never actually looked into. You guys talking about movie scripts that didn't get made is my favorite series that you all do. It's ours too. Uh, I've always been intrigued by projects that never got made. I'm curious if you'd all be interested in talking about the history of the multiple attempts to get a Spider-Man movie made pre-Raimi. From the development in the early 80s, where Stan Lee himself wrote a draft for producer Roger Corman and Mm -hmm. Orion Pictures, 
to the draft that had Spider-Man be a werewolf. <laughs> oh, man. S creature yep. <laughs> Menahem Golan and Yoram Goblis at Canon Film was to the draft by Ted Newsom and John Brancato of Doc Ock as the villain. To the rights going to Kuroko Pictures of James Cameron potentially rewriting that draft to James Cameron's script treatment with Electro and Sandman. That's a lot. Uh, yep. I've researched this history too much and would love to hear your thoughts on the history. Um, again, you're you're looking into the future of a Spider-Man series that we will eventually do because that is a shit ton of uh, scripts yep. and development and stuff. Yeah. But you might get something along those lines pretty soon, I would say. <laughs> would you say, Zach? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard... Wink. The James Cameron one, if you remember the when Maguire came out, the Maguire ones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he doesn't have the cartridges, right? He has, it just comes it's out of his skin. organic webbing, yeah. Cameron came it's out or- with the organic web shooters, yeah. Was that Cameron? I heard Cameron actually wanted to go back, or was was it him? I think Cameron came up with it first, and then it carried over into the run. Oh, and that stuff. carried over? Yeah. Okay, I remember the people talking right. about that at the time, and like, mm-hmm. the Cameron one had like almost no... Uh, origin story it just like had a montage in the beginning or something he was ahead like, of the i haven't read it i Ca- haven't read it cameron so, was yeah. not going to spend a lot of time on the origin apparently he's just going to get right to it that's i could be wrong but i remember i remember hearing that i think that fits for today but not necessarily when you're first introducing spider-man to big screen audiences yeah yeah it's tr- it's true but i wonder if he was i mean batman 89 didn't really do a whole lot of origin either so it's like true. I, I wonder i just wonder we'll have to we'll yeah. have to just what deep if? dive that won't we guys yes we will spider-man, <laughs> yeah. Ultimate spider-man, spider-man comics i think were the first ones to do the organic webbing and that was okay. like i think late 90s i gotta i gotta check out the timeline ultimate mm-hmm. spider-man i remember that was like a big deal that he mm-hmm. was like going back it was like a a reboot a little bit where they had him go back to being a. High school student or college student, he's younger. Yeah, yeah. I remember him having the organic webbing in that. Zach, I need you to rank right now for us. So if Batman, if your Batman fandom is at a level 100, where on a scale of 1 to 100 is your Spider-Man fandom? I would say probably at a, a good solid 90. That close? Mm. Damn, Yeah, okay. I, he's my favorite high, Marvel yeah. hero for sure. Copy that, mm. all right. Nice. I thought it was close, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, well, we'll have some Spider-Man coverage coming to you soon, Mr. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Under the shout-outs. Oh uh, man, we're there again, everybody. So we got Shasta, Leom, O, Super Inframan, Douglas P, Dandy, Aaron, Willard, Nick, Noach, Jesse E, Jeffrey R, Scott V, Asgers Webb, Jeremy H, As- Alex of the What Mean Podcast, Ian Justice, Jared P, Paul C, Jamie H, Rochelle L, Tara M, Matthew B, Skyler, and a new one. TD. Thank you, everybody. Those are our Patreones. And then we got our other supporters, Spark Again, STCT Productions, Robert Schumann, Kooky Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah B., Shamrock Bowles, Ian H., Walter the Wobot, John Wells, Rye Guy, Jackson Putnam, and Tway N. Thank you, everybody. Please join us at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. That's where you get the $1, $5, and $10 tier. $1 tier gets you the shout out. $5 tier gets you a whole other show every Friday. Cancel anytime. And then you got the $10 tier that gives you everything included plus the uh, everything from you know $1 and $5 tiers plus the monthly meetup, which is uh, we all meet up together online in a Zoom-like fashion. And uh, 
to have a themed topic and uh, make fun of things and have a, and chuckle at each other and, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so check that out. That's uh, patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. Uh, get our merch at superhousepod.redbubble.com and superheroestuffpod.threadless.com. Still don't have that artwork for <laughs> for Jokula. I'm just not Somebody even please remind me during the week. <laughs> Somebody please th- remind me. Anyway, that artwork is by Stefan Santa Cruz. And then we got, uh, please send us some audio for the love of fucking God. <laughs> Superhousepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, it'll, you too can be on the show. Uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube, uh, where I do uh, more like Japanese and gaming and that kind of content, Japanese culture on there. And then I'm ThunderwolfDrew.com, where you can see my portfolio for photos and video. And then I got AmanoRecon.com, A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. This artwork by the lovely Jokula himself. Here with us today, French Flipper Trick, Mr. French Flipper Trick. I want to recon as an original idea for a show that I am directing and producing. It's going to be an Indiegogo campaign to which you can donate some fundage. Think Stranger Things meets Power Rangers, and I do kind of want to throw in a little bit of Jason in there, any or like mm. even Freddy. Like, what if Power Rangers fought Jason? You know, it'd be Ooh, such a fun nice. idea. But anyway, it's all rated. It's sci-fi horror comedy, uh, and th- yeah, the main influences are Power Rangers, Stranger Things, and X Files. So mm-hmm. there's that, and uh, that's it. Ben, nice shout out to Common Capital on Instagram as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow us on Twitter at Superhouse Pod. Instagram at Superhero Stuff Pod. TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod. Vero, Superhero Stuff Pod. My website is benwanrider.com where you can read a couple scripts of mine. A <laughs> Gotham script called Gotham Vampire where young Bruce faces off against the Golden Age villain, the Mad Monk. And the spec script for Elementary called The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the adventure of the dying detective story. Uh, my YouTube channel is in the description below where you can also check out my project, Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time. It's an audio drama I wrote, narrated, edited, spent way too much time on. <laughs> Thumbnail by my assistant, Dan. Uh, on this, this is the Doctor Who, uh, the eighth Doctor meets Miyamoto Masashi before going off to the Time War and stuff. And I'll have one other project until basically my fan fiction days are over. On this. <laughs> Just getting all my stuff, all my different characters out of the system until, uh, and then focusing on more original stuff, which is what I've been doing anyway on the side, but uh, I, I'm obviously more uh, comfy releasing the fan fiction type stuff since I already don't have the rights to it anyway, so I might as well just put it out there. Anyway, uh, my Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, Alfie, is Alfie Pennyworth Cat. He's an orange cat named after <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, and uh, if you have an Alfie yourself, then you can get the Whisker Box, the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. But that's okay if you don't have a cat, because if you have a dog, then you can get the Bark Box, y'all. Yes, the Bark Box that we talked about in the middle of the episode is one of our affiliates. You can just follow the link in the description or at SuperheroStuffPod.com slash shop, where you can get the first month off from Bark Box free for your special canine friend. That is the first month off free, valued at $35. And you can check out our other stuff at SuperheroStuffPod.com slash shop, such as eBay for Batman merchandise, Amazon stuff, Whisper Bidets for your hiney, all at <laughs> superhero stuff pod.com slash shop. If you get you. 
So hold yes. up, real quick. If you get that free box, now that's just a free Christmas present for your dog. That's, that's true. I mean, right. come on, guys. Yeah. So there's well, God that. would have wanted. For his son's birthday. That's what Jesus wants, yes. (laughs) All dogs will get the bark box. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, and this bark box. (laughs) Specifically through uh, the superhero stuff pod. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't approve of their language, but I do like the bark box. (laughs) And the edutainment aspect. Is that your God impression? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening, God. Thank you. Join our Patreon, please. <laughs> I don't have enough money. I'd like to thank Tway in and God. <laughs> oh, Yahweh. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to see more of my artwork and my doodles and things that I'm sketching, you can go to ZacharyJacksonBrownArt.com. You can also follow me on the Grams, uh, Zachary Jackson Brown Art. As well as TikTok and YouTube, it's all Zachary Jackson Brown art. Uh, come see what I'm drawing. I I'm getting ready to put a Spider-Man thing up. So nice. I'm too excited about the Tom Holland No Way Home Spider-Man movie, so I'm just uh, kind of trying to do a little bit of Spider-Man stuff to quench that thirst. Mm. I think we're all looking forward to it. So indeed, be on the lookout for uh, some potential Spidey content. I think we, we've made enough hints at that one. Mm. <laughs> your eyes, Peel. Your peepers. peepers. <laughs> Both your and maybe the Patreon. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, I, uh, you know, want you to do us a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about this. These two slipped on a banana peel. listening to the Geekscape Network.